the inmate picture. He's like, it's not that bad. I'm like, it's pretty fucking bad, dude. Bad. Are you guys ready? Sure. Yeah. Sweet. Am I starting or should No, you're in there, bro. Yeah. To you, Scotty. All right. I'm socially awkward, though. That's all right. Good thing we're not live. Well, that's close enough to live. Well, he doesn't edit much. Yeah, I don't edit much. At or at all, really. And we're recording already, so anything you say again and will be held against you. Not yet. Uh, I like whatever. The light's on. No, it's not. Um. Yeah, Dusty was supposed to have kids. What else? Ron wasn't coming. I'm like, but we're riding Friday. Oh, okay, I'll come. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we'd lost Gage, so we had more than enough people show up. <laughs> yep. You just never know. Okay, here we go. Um, song, Drew? What? Song? You want a song? Yeah. I got one. Got some Demi Lovato or what? Oh, no. sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. It's called Two Minutes to Midnight. Good song. What's that? <laughs> what, what's that? Donnie approves. Okay. How come you didn't want to claim that, Donnie? Two. Minutes <laughs> <laughs> to midnight. 1998 remaster by sure. Iron Maiden. Sure, yeah. It's six minutes long. Holy You're just doing Christ. an intro. No, we're listening to the whole thing. <laughs> See how long the guitar solo lasts. Fucking forever. <laughs> if Steve picked it out. Yeah. Is this one of Steve's songs? Yeah, I mean, I like it too. So we could probably start the podcast now. So, Jeremy, how you been? <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> Five and a half minutes to go, Gage. Well, there's a 13-minute song if you want to do that one. That one's pretty good, too. No, I'm good. Coming to you live from the MX Connection Studio, it's the Flat Tire Factory Podcast. Buckle up. This could be a shit show. Here are your hosts. Gage Molman, Mike Neal, Steve Gardner, <laughs> He's here. producer Blake. Blake and Chris. Yeah, Zuno. I'm here too. <laughs> Episode 30, the big 3 0. Dang. Gage, think about this, okay? Okay. Average, about three hour podcast. Yeah. 30 episodes. It's 90 hours these poor people have been listening <laughs> to us. <laughs> Sorry about that. Episode 30, sponsored by MX Connection. What's up, Gage? How's it going, guys? Gold standard capture, custom residential and commercial cabinets, including garage cabinets, closet systems, kitchen cabinets, reception desks, and more. They use local Black Hills products and materials. That's Zach at 605-223-1633. Or you can email sales at goldenstandardcabs.com. Wassy Customs, Joel Wasberger side gig, taking boring stock, shitty-looking Suzuki's, making them stand out. <laughs> Remember, kids, cool shit isn't cheap, and cheap shit ain't cool. That's Wasi Customs on Facebook and Instagram. Cobra Town Torres Motorsports, Cobra Town Motorcycle Dealer in Miles City, Montana. They have Race Tech, Pro Circuit, W Wheels, VP Fuel, Ride Engineering, Troy Designs, T Rex Throttles. That's Clint at 406-852-3858. Jonah Kelly with Dean Kelly Construction. Three generations of new construction homes, remodels, septic systems, and more. Check out 
Check them out at Dean Kelly Construction on Facebook or call Jonah 605-415-0240. I don't have my glasses on. Oh man. Because I don't have contacts. <laughs> Struggling. And so if I go to, if I go ride, I have to take my glasses off a good like hour before I go ride so my eyes can straighten back out. So I can barely friggin' read this. So I can straighten back out or are you cross-eyed? Hmm? <laughs> when I pull them off, it feels like my right eye stuck looking at my nose. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Like it's not, but that's what it feels like. That's weird. Let's make Jeremy do the readout. Oh, you want to keep going? Yeah, what? what? We're on Static Collective. No. Static Collective. You can com. read those. Static 4GMX Indoor Motocross. Indoor tomorrow. It'll be a good one. Mm-hmm. Who's riding? I heard the building is full. Jeremy's riding. Scotty? I'll be there. Scotty's riding. Donnie? <laughs> nope. He's, He's riding. His head He's down. riding. Pussy. Drew? Yep. Sick. Chris? No. Mm. I have to film in the morning and announce at night. Heck yeah. So you're going to hear this. Double duty. You're going to hear this voice all day long. Black Hills Power Sports present Deadwood Moto Arena Cross Race. That was September 10th. And Wide Open Brew. Go to wideopenbrew.com. They got shirts, sweatshirts, really good gloves, and of course, coffee. And photos by Mina, freelance photographer based out of Michigan, traveling throughout Michigan and surrounding states. Specializes in dynamic. Moody Photography, including motocross, horse and rider, automotive, smoke grenade sessions, and product spotlight. You can hit her up on Instagram for appointments and bookings at photosbyamina underscore mi like Michigan. And check out her website, photosbyamina.com. Drew Odlin, our local teenager. How you doing? Yeah, good. Good. Thanks for coming. Yep. Donnie. What's up? What's up, buddy? Hey, you, you show up to these, but you're not racing? I got to watch a couple. All right. Cool. All the way from Montana, it's Scotty Nelson. Thanks for having me. What's up, Scotty? Not too much. Thanks for coming. Yeah, that's a fun drive. You got off the yeah. interstate, dropped kiddos and the wifey off, and drove right here. Yes, sir. He's an animal. <laughs> uh, remind me, let's talk about you trying to break the um, transponder tower in half. Okay, we can talk about Dean in a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And from nine to fivers, just had a... Racing at the BMC in Billings, Montana. That was a mouthful. It's from Nine to Fivers. Jeremy Miller. What's up, Jeremy? Oh, not too much. How are you? Welcome back. How'd your race Thanks go? For me. It was good. Outside looking in, uh, I think it all went pretty well. So, from my point of view, I thought it was a shit show, but everybody said it went pretty good. So, I have some opinions if you want to hear them later. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love to hear them. I always do. And from MX Connection, Gage Molman. How's it going, guys? We thought Gage wasn't coming. You never know. Because. But I've made everyone, so, you know. <laughs> we were late, but Gage was, like, really late. Well, it's night before race. We had a lot of bikes to get done, and we had people come picking up late, so. Get them all out? Yep. Everyone that needs a ride tomorrow's riding. MX Street Bike Connection. If you don't take your bike there, it will not run. <laughs> no street bikes. <laughs> Didn't you roll up on your street bike, too? Yes. Surprised you didn't have your suit on. <laughs> you should have. Thought about it. Yeah. 45 degrees out. And he's riding a street bike here. Such an animal. I like two well, wheels. We were also riding today, too, and that was pretty it's cold. 50 when we went. We're on dirt bikes. It's still pretty cold. <laughs> Jeremy went to Mike's today. Never been there. Yep. We got it all buttered up for him. Said it was awesome. The yeah. ra- It rained last night, so the dirt was really good. Drew was there. Yep. On his 150. <laughs> How are you liking that thing? The 150? Yeah. Well, I haven't rode it since May, and Adam had to ride it a couple times because his was blown up. 
So I get on, and the bars are all just tweaked. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> you tweaked his bars? Adam, Adam is back here. Yeah. Wrecking bars. Yeah. What else? Did, what else, Something else. You're like, the levers are bent. The bars are bent. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> I had to get used to it. And, like, I'd go off the tabletop, and my front end would be way in the air. Because I'm used to engine braking now. I don't know if you know this, Gage. Drew's four-stroke guy now. I know. Big, big four-stroke guy. Lifer. No, switching back now. Hey, you can be both. That's, I did. That's what I'm currently doing. I raced both for a long time. Yeah, that got complaints in uh, Deadwood, Donnie. Yeah, they're just jealous. They don't have a YZ. <laughs> Oof. Oof. <laughs> Why did you switch? Just felt better on the Yamaha, or the, the two-stroke. Yeah. So, and Caitlin's bike only had a couple, I only ridden it a couple times, maybe had 30 minutes on it. So that's, I rode it there thinking I'd feel pretty good, but really I didn't feel good. So I went back to the tried true two-stroke. Yeah, so. yeah, but your riding style really, like, flows with the two-stroke, though. Mm-hmm. Like, when you watch him ride a two-stroke, like, it's just a different level. Say, like, 250F is, like, same thing, but, I don't know, you flow a lot better on the two-stroke, in my opinion. Like it, yeah, it just depends on the track. If I can bury it in the berm, two-stroke. Yeah, I think but Donnie really <laughs> likes being on the pipe. Yeah. yeah, I think he likes leaving it up there. Yeah. 450s seem to do them dirty every yeah, now Yeah, you got to watch out for those. <laughs> <laughs> they go a little different when they're yeah. on the bike. Hit different. Oh, and I got an apology later on for Nick Weishire. Okay. I don't have much of a plan. Yeah. Because we were just riding. So instead of a tech tip, it's got to be like Gage's apology. Oh, dude, we haven't done Gage's tech tip in a while. Hey, that's okay. We that's had okay. such so many on that one episode with, with uh, oh, Clint. Clint. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Clint and Ryan, um, Dusty yeah. bought Clint's gas gas. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's we'll get to that in my tire popper because that's it. <laughs> I'm fucking not happy about it, <laughs> not at all. Scotty, what's up? Not too much. Um, where do you want to start? You're in Billings. How'd yeah. you like Billings? It was great. Are you from Billings? I went to high school in Billings. Oh, okay, so you could say that. Yeah, yeah. I was really bummed. My uh, counter shaft seal went out. Oh, you told me that. Yeah. And that's, from personal experience, the best race I've ever seen Billings have. So, oh, wow. Yeah. The dirt, perfect. It seemed to run good. I wasn't there all day. But Dude, the dirt was really good. Mm-hmm. It was. It's really uh, predictable. Well, Is that the right word? It, yeah. Like, you know a, what it's going to do? It's a weird soil, though, like, because there's sand, there's clay, there's, like, some betonite in there. So it's it's a really weird mixture that we have. And so that makes it tricky to work with, like, when we were watering all week. Like, there was times where I was like, oh, we're putting too much water on. It's going to be a lake. And then next thing you know, like, the next day we come out overnight, and it was like we hadn't watered at all. Yeah. So it was pretty tricky to get the watering right. Um, but I think we nailed it for the race itself because – we kind of just said screw it and just dumped water truck loads on that track and just hope for the best. So it was keep coming up back throughout the day, like moisture kept coming back up, or yeah. And that track is kind of positioned in a weird spot where the wind just rides right down the ridge line of all those hills there, mm-hmm. and so we didn't touch the track really until Thursday. We just watered it all week, and we didn't set equipment on that thing until Thursday night. And mostly of Friday, excuse me, because we didn't want to open up the pores of the dirt and have the wind come down and dry it out. So it was like, we just really watered the crap out of it while it was a paved highway, then went and uh, ripped it and dissed it and then just doused it with water. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a, it was a challenge for sure. The track, 
the truck crew killed it. Like I had uh, Brandon and two of the other older guys. One guy is like a retired farmer, and uh, the other guy is kind of past a past pro. And uh, yeah, they killed it. Good. They were working. They were working nonstop. I worked them like dogs. So I heard Drew struggled pretty bad down there, huh? Yeah, he did pretty shitty. Yeah, he only came home with two grand. <laughs> hey, hey, oh, shit, Gage, yeah. we had a deal for Drew today. Uh huh. It was um, to get him a 250F. Okay. And I'll tell you my deal first. I will fund it. Then Drew has to give me all his purse money from his winnings plus two grand till it's paid off. You know what I mean? So, like, if the bike's eight grand, you got to give me all your purse money till you get to eight grand and then two grand on top of that, then you're done. I like Dusty's deal. That's way like better. four Billings races. What, what yeah. did uh, Drew think of that deal? It's only four years. He didn't like it. No. He, tur- he turned it down. He turned it down, and then mm-hmm. Dusty said 8% interest. He'll buy it. That's way better. <laughs> That's way better. Well, it depends on how much and how often you're winning. So Right. With Dusty's, you got to do payments. With me, you just give me money when you win. Hmm. You ride good, you pay your bike off. This is all part of becoming an adult. Like, if, once you become an adult, you just immediately get shafted on everything. So just yep. get used to it. Decisions. Yeah. Decisions, and none of them are always in your favor. Yeah. But may the odds always be in your favor. Yeah. Oddly. May the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like them. No. I'll, fi- I'll find a way. Hmm. Where there's a will, there's a smith. What was your favorite part about promoting a race? Um, uh, honestly, besides South Dakota dude showing up, <laughs> that that helped a lot. But honestly, it was uh, seeing uh, everybody happy after the race. Like it's usually the aftermath is what you're looking forward to. Seeing people pumped on how they did or pumped on how the track was, and just hearing all the positive feedback was what my favorite part was. Like during the race, I would have rather somebody take me out back and shot me in the face with a shotgun that's my next question what was your least favorite part having to deal with shitty people oh wow like dude it was just what are their what are their names (laughs) 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 but it's like it's like some of the stuff you have to deal with is like so petty it's just like you know that, that guy ran me high in this corner and tried to take me out it's like okay that's racing like did he actually take you out well, no. It's like, okay, then I don't see the problem here. And then I had a couple instances where I was like, oh, this guy cut the track and took me out, and so I have to listen to both sides of the story. And I don't even know where you would cut the track. Well, like, and, I, and again, I won't name drop or anything like that. But no, go ahead. You know, they, the the guy that they were accusing that cut the track and took this other guy out, like I went and talked to him, and I've, I've raced this individual before, and I know he's super clean. He never does anything dirty. And I asked him and he looked at me like I had three heads and he's like, he's like, no, I would never cut the track and take anybody out. And he goes, I went around a sprinkler because I was about to hit a sprinkler. <laughs> and he's like, and I got on at the next safest place. And I was like, okay, so did you, when you got on the track, did you take anybody out? And he goes, no. He goes, that, that person went down like in the next half of the track mm. and it wasn't even anywhere near him. So I was like, just stuff like that. And it comes to a point where it's like, you can't even talk to the two individuals at the end of it to say, Hey, I believe this person over this person. Sometimes you have to kind of like just disappear and let the situation kind of just dissipate. And if it dissipates, it obviously wasn't that big of a deal. You know, how did dealing with the 50 parents go? 
if I could run a race without 50 classes. You can. Ban them. Yeah. Ban them in two strokes. Sorry, Donnie. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's like I described to some of the, the, the 50 parents. I'm like, look, I don't have kids. So it's like I learned something new about these 50 classes every single time we race. Well, there's, there's loopholes of you can avoid this age class because of your AMA legal of this age. And like, so I was like, if you guys, instead of fight me, if you work with me and get me to understand like where people can find the loopholes, then everybody's happy. It's like, instead of, you know, people getting pissed and yelling at me for me not knowing any different, it doesn't help the situation. So it's one of those things like you just have to really... In a way, like you have to be an asshole and you have to stand your ground and not let anybody tell you how you should run your race because you're the one running the race. That's with any kind of promoting. You have such thick skin. Like you can't let things get to you. Yep. I'd be be bad at it then, I think. Yeah. Well, I think after you do it a while, I think you you develop that thick skin because you get callous. (laughs) Right. Here's my question. 50 riders are four, five, and six years old, right? Yeah. Who gives a... Who gives yeah. a damn? Well, right. And you're at a local race. It's like, this isn't a Loretta's race. This isn't a qualifier. It's not an AMA race. Yeah, like everybody you're racing here, you all know them. Like you see them every day at the track. So why is it a big deal that you're riding with them now? Yeah. And, you know, yesterday or the day before when you guys were riding together, it was no big deal. It's like, like I, I don't just get don't get it. They're like, oh, this kid snuck in his class because of this and this. Blah, blah. It's like, is KTM going to pull your kid's 50 deal now? Like yeah. I know he was factory before this race, but now that that kid's snuck in, are they going to pull his deal? Like, shut up, dude. They're five years old. Get exactly. out of here. Like, just let the kids race and have fun. Because the kids, like, those kids aren't old enough to see, like, somebody sneaking into the class and be like, oh, that's bullshit. Like, they're sneaking into the class. Like, they're just out there riding their motorcycle. They don't give a shit who's out there. As long as, like, they're just riding their motorcycle, they're happy. So it's like, why can't you parents have the same mentality? And what I've found, too, is, like, when you're dealing with parents that have never ridden or, well, have never raced. Ridden is one thing, but have never raced and at a competitive level. The parents that have raced and are competitive, they're way easier to work with. Yeah. The people that have just ridden and put their bike up 10 years ago and now their kid's racing, like, those parents are the worst to deal with. They suck. Scotty, are any of your kids old enough to race yet? Soon. Are you going to go all moto, Dad? Oh, yeah. Are you really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. be screaming on the track and stuff yeah so i got a 10 year old and a five-year-old but they're both not interested oh, okay but my little boy he's almost two and he is everything dirt bikes oh hell that's yeah that's awesome yeah, yeah he's like fearless isn't he oh yeah so we're gonna lose a bunch of money and waste a lot <laughs> uh, of years cool <laughs> yeah it's, it's gonna be awesome oh, Scott's racing career is over <laughs> you know robert told me them spending money and driving justin around the nation so he could ride was like the best time they've ever had really yeah so those That's some of the cool. most fun they've ever had. Well, and Justin, like, how much character did he develop because of all those memories? Or Dude, all there, of us. There was yeah. one where he got mad after moto and like threw his helmet in a bucket and like was pouting and Robert didn't even say anything to pack up the camp or out of here. Oh yeah, that's how you have to be though. That's a good lesson. Yeah, like you can't console kids that are going to act like that. Like it obviously didn't stick because he's kind of still a little bitch. Well, there goes our deal for four GMX. Yeah, well. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I know Robert listens because um, 
he thanked me for us hiring him a DJ. <laughs> oh, did he? He's like, now I got to get it. Not, not like, he's like, now I got to hire a DJ too. <laughs> nice. Which they did not turn that idea down. So is Trevor in? The problem is, Gage, the hookups for a DJ is the crow's nest. Oh. And it is full up there. Yeah, there's a lot of people up there. That's the issue. Extension cords. <sighs> there's a lot of cords. <laughs> Chris will just play music on his phone and put it up to the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys hear the music that I was bumping at the race after like there after the practice yeah. day? Yeah, it was all over the place. Well, Chris, hey, Chris, hey, Chris hey, it was a little all over the place. Joel outplayed you. Yeah, Joel started well, turning his up. Yeah, it was louder. Sorry. It's Joel. Do you want to hear any of my... I don't have complaints. I just have opinions. Tweaks? Let's hear it. The um, race is over. I could give two fucks less now. Um, I think this is my opinion, okay? Mm-hmm. I've never promoted a race, and I probably never will. The ruts were too deeper. You're a better man times. than me. No, dirt was awesome. Um, I would like more practice. Earlier or later, whatever you got to do. That's one. Mm-hmm. And two... You're a little grumpy on race day. I just want you to lighten up a little bit. Jeremy, come on, man. That's it. That's the only thing. I want more practice and fix your fucking attitude. Patient with the flaggers, Chris. Oh, my God. That was so funny. Dude, the pro... Scotty, did you race? No, he didn't race. The pro dudes are sitting not even on the gate, the gate to get into the gate, you know? They're all just sitting there chilling. No one's bikes running. Jeremy comes over and he's like, be patient. The flaggers are coming. And like literally no one said anything to him. And everyone's looking around like, yeah, we're good. Well, so I acted that way in that instance because so Brandon, obviously with us being best friends, he likes to push my buttons. Oh, yeah. Especially when he sees that I'm irritated. He's just like, I wonder what happens when I say this. And so... I saw him sitting at the front of the crowd of everybody, and I was like, that motherfucker's going to be the first one to like go out on the start straight and get all impatient. He's the first one to start up his bike, and everybody's like, oh, wait, sorry. Then they all shut him off. Like He's always that guy. And so that's why I walked over there, because I could just see him looking around. And I was like, I could see the wheels turning. I'm like, don't you fucking dare. <laughs> it's time to go, boys. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I guess we should line up now. So, like, yeah, that's why I came over there and I put a stop to that really quick. But... um. How many flaggers like do you need for a race? So at that track, there we have a track map on that little shack mm-hmm. where all of them were supposed to be staged staged for yeah. a little meeting. And on that map, it has like thirteen spots of where you're ideally supposed to be. And so on practice day, we had I think it was like eleven. So it's like you were able to make it work, and that was fine. And yeah, I come down out of the crow's nest after calling all the flaggers to the bottom of the crow's nest or whatever, and I come down there, and there's three people standing there. Yeah. I was like, oh, is everybody, like, out to their stages already? Like, shit, I better radio them back, or we'll just radio the meeting over with them or whatever. And the one guy running my finish line, he just looks around, and he goes, no, this is it. I was like, you've got to be shitting me. And it's, like, 7.30 in the morning, and I'm like, like, all the people that said they were going to show up didn't show up. And I was like, fucking. So I started making phone calls. And, like, Mike Neal, like, Scooter was out there flagging. Scooter was flagging, yeah. yeah. Scooter was out there flagging. My parents were out there flagging. I had more non-members than I had I members. Stuff really seriously. Oh, that's the wrong one. Damn, son. Oh, my buttons are all messed up. <laughs> I was trying to get the steep learning curve on. Damn it. Keep going, son. <laughs> So, yeah, that was, like, like practice day went good. I was all happy with how it went. Little minor kinks here and there, but, like, I wasn't This is going to be a giant learning curve. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah, got it. And <laughs> I just remember I, I 
call my dad. I'm sitting at the bottom of the crow's nest to call him. I know he's over at the camper. Were you crying? No. (laughs) But I was like, what are you doing right now? Like, I didn't even say hi. He answers. He's like, hey, what's up? I'm like, what are you doing right now? He's like, well, I'm eating this breakfast burrito here, and I'm just getting getting the day rolling. And I'm like, well, you better chow that thing down because I need you. Because for what? And I was like, I'll explain later. Just meet me at the bottom of the crow's nest. Comes over, and he's he's a guy in the cowboy hat all day. And he's like, what do you need me to do? I was like, I need you to flag. He goes, I don't know how. I'm like, you'll learn. <laughs> Gave him a flag and a radio, and I sent him. I was like, go stand on that jump over there. <laughs> so they, they got through it, and we all got through it at the end. But, yeah, it was a... Uh, that was like my main frustration is like it's pretty ridiculous how the club has over 500 members and I couldn't get 13 flaggers. No joke. Like that's especially a when ridiculous. a lot of them owe hours. It's at the end of the year. Yeah, get your hours in. Just get exactly. your hours in. And it's so easy. the the president like hooked. You know, he's all like always super cool with me, and he sent me a member list, and then the member list has all these phone numbers so people to call. And it shows how many hours they have. So when I call him up, I'm like, hey, you only have like six hours. You need like 20 more. You want to come help? How many do you need? Is it 25? 26 or 28. I don't know. But like, that's easy. You work to like a two day event, which is like the great American hill climbing. You're good. Ron told me uh, 200, which I thought was, I heard 40. Ludicrous. No, it's only Ron. Was that you told me for 200? That's what Ron was told. 200. No, I don't know who you got. Is it 1,226? For what? (laughs) $1,200, 26 hours. No. So the way it works is if you're a single person, with no wife, no kids, you're just a single person. I think for the first three years, it's 420, and it's like 26 or 28 hours. And then after three years, it goes down to 300. Oh, damn. This is reasonable. Yeah. So it's really not that bad. Can I pay more money to not do hours? Yeah. You can? How much? I think that's like 1,200 or something. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, you got to fork out some coin. So, like, I don't know. Would it be worth it in the end? Um, maybe, but it's like, one can't throw around 1200 bucks like that. They only have so many members, and so it's kind of exclusive because it's mm-hmm. capped out at 500 isn't it? I think it's capped out at 500 because the last meeting we went to on Wednesday, we voted in two new members and that we were full. So, but, like, it and comes you have to know someone that's wait, a out. member. Yeah. You have to know someone that's a member to get in. Yep. And they, they have, have to, to vouch vote for, you in? And they have to they have to vouch for you that you're going to do your hours and all this stuff. What? Yeah. It's communism. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> it is. It, it is. Damn, but son. It's like one of those things, like when I first joined, I was talking to Brandon, and I was like, is it really like that strict? Like, do I have to be there? And he goes, no, you don't have to be there because I lived out of town at the time. Yeah. And he goes, no, I'll just go to the meeting and I'll vouch for you. And he goes, you'll get in. I'm like, fucking my luck, I won't get in. And like everybody gets everybody gets in. God damn it, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> you had one job. And I think after that meeting, he texted me and he's like, he's like, well, just got done with the meeting. I was like, so am I in? He goes, no. <laughs> and I was like, seriously? And he's like, no, you got in. It's fine. So, but Oh, no. <laughs> we suck again. Because <laughs> well, I know my brother was a member there for a long time. I thought he still was a member, but I guess not. He might be. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, they have, I don't know, Scott, like how many events do you think they have a year? Like races or hill climbs? Just uh, events, period. There's about 53 hill climbs and then (laughs) maybe one moto race. 53 (laughs) hill climbs? (laughs) Yeah, no shit. Like I think there was like, what, five or six hill climbs and three moto races or some shit? Hmm. So that's kind of like why they were excited to have a new promoter is because they need new promoters to step in because like it's just the same old people. It's the same old event. 
And uh, so that's why, like, I really went big with my event is because it's like, if we're going to do this, like, we're going to go all the way. Okay, I have a question. Can I promote an event but not do anything? Can, like, can you do it? Just call it my event? I don't know like, how Do everything you just did, but name it Flat Tire Factory. You'd just be the title sponsor? Yeah, you'd be, like, the title sponsor. No, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> I just want whatever you did, but instead of nine fivers, I want to be Flat Tire Factory. Yeah, and then I'll secretly tell everybody to go to you with their 50 disputes. But they sure can. I'm going to stare <laughs> at them with my mouth open and be like, yeah, I don't know. At no sprecancy English. I'd be like, I bent your kid, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Can't help him. Yeah, but overall, it, it went really well. Uh, I was super excited to hear that people were pumped on the track. Because I was like, that's always the main thing is like, you can't control the weather. So it's like, if it rains, it rains. If the wind blows, like you're, it's out of your control. So... That was the main thing I was stressed about is, like, just making sure the track was good. And everybody said it, like, I had a few people say it was the best track in Montana all year and best the track's been in a few years, so that made it's me cool. happy. You got good sponsors. <laughs> out of town was pretty good. Yeah. We had, saw a lot uh, of out-of-town people. Mikowski's were there. Yeah. Two of my favorite people. Yep. Yeah. Funny thing is, I only had one local sponsor, and that was your brother, Gage. That's so weird. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Out of all the places in Billings, I mean, you think you'd have... The tattoo place wasn't local? Oh, yes. Okay. I guess two. Bro, yeah. I know the sponsors better than he did. Well, you had to read them. <laughs> I did. Mike had to read them. Oh. Mike had to read them. Yeah. Mike had to read them. I wasn't allowed up there. No. No. Can we talk about how Mike's wife had to drive five hours just to flag all day? I, would, oh, I was God. talking to Scooter, and by the way, I think it's really awkward that we all call her Scooter, if you've ever heard why Mike named her Scooter, but oh, we're, yeah. we're not going to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie knows. Yeah, I, I know. I know why. But um, yeah, I'm like she's never coming to an event with you again. Rode rode in the car for five hours. They probably got up like two in the morning, right? No, they were in town. Uh, oh, the they showed. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they show up the night before. Mike sticks her in the sketchiest hotel in Billings, oh, and then yeah. hey, guess what, babe? You're flagging all day. But. I did not ask her to. She goes, do you need me to help? And I said, do you want to help? Because I'm not going to force you. She goes, yeah, what do you need me to do? I was like, you want a flag? And she goes, yeah, I don't know how. I'm like, that's easy. Everything past you, they go down past you, flag. If they're before you, fuck them. <laughs> like, yeah, that's basically what it is. They're not in your jurisdiction. If they're before you, if, like, nah. If they die, they die. Yeah, like. <laughs> I even had racers offering to flag like some of the racers that were members. I'm like, no, you guys are racers. You're here to enjoy the event. Yeah. Like, do your thing. Um, Kelso was asking me if she should go flag. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, I don't know if I told her no or what. I'm like, nah. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. He's fine. Yeah. I'm like, it'd be good to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. So, you guys yeah. want your Doba? It's here. Is it here? Yeah. Sure. Okay, cool. Um, we need a Qdoba break song. No, no, no. It's this. Hold on. It's the Wasi Custom. Thank you. That's our Wasi Custom Doba break. <laughs> That'd be like, well, I could, I could transfer that. Yeah. I'm gonna jump over this tree to that landing. Yeah. Well, it's even like tabletops. Sometimes I have trouble. Like, oh, I think it's about this fast. Like, and then you go to a gap. Okay, so I have to make it there. Got it. And then like big, huge jumps like that. I just like. Put, like Gage said, what do you, what happens when you don't make it? Like yeah. you die. Yeah, that dirt looks like concrete. Yeah. Yeah, you say that, but Beerman like kind of flatlanded that one. 
He did. His his hand blew off too. I think. So it's like, will you die? So he already missed the land. Well, he didn't make it. Broke. He didn't make it. Yeah. So when you guys come down to South Dakota, what route do you take? <laughs> okay. So <laughs> that coming down here today, seeing I was by myself, I took the interstate. Okay. Because it was a little foggy going across the old reservation there. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, this is like giving me like kind of the mist vibes. And I was like, ah, I'm not, I'm not for it. But if I'm with anybody else or if we're in a convoy, always take the res cut across. Do you I'll, always come 212? Yeah. I'll, I'll fight Scotty. him on that. There's, there's, that's not faster. Bullshit. It's not. If I can go 95 on the interstate, <laughs> you can get, <laughs> no, you so, can't do that through the res. Yeah. But like today when I was driving down, I averaged 15 miles of the gallon in my pickup. I go across the cut across, I average 20. Yeah. And I make it in four hours and 11 minutes. Yeah, I'm driving 10 hours to get seventh in the pro class, though, so I don't care about money. Yeah, it's during the pro I, class. I think you, <laughs> you can, I don't know. With kids, it's like eight hours, and that interstate's just a lot less. That's true. They're a lot I don't less have headache. to think as much. That's true. I'm a Scotty, dude. That res cut across could eat one. It's uh, yeah, it's a hit or miss on which day you Mm-mm. hit that thing. I'm out. Go through <laughs> Ashland and yeah, it's a it's a little sketchy. Like oh, if you go oh, through no. early morning, then you miss all the drunk natives and you'll be all right. But if you go through at night like you did, then yeah, you see uh, everything. Yeah, it wasn't cool. Um, <laughs> I like the interstate because you get on I ninety and you just stay on there till you hit Billings. Mm-hmm. That's riding it. with Joel on there. You're doing about ninety. Fuck. Close trailer behind you, riding people's butt like. Yo, there's a car right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was doing that with the skid loader, the yeah. Deadwood. He's going like 90. That one trip back from Deadwood, that's when we figured out my pickups governed at 98. Mm. We were trying to catch Drew. What? Yeah. Blake pulled you up on Snapchat maps, and you were like, weren't that far ahead of us. So I had her wait. And then from we went home from Deadwood? Denver. Oh, Denver. Yeah. Oh, we were yeah, passing yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got to 98 and quit pulling. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Jeez. Really? Your diesel's only governed at 98? Yeah. Wow. Is that all Chevys? No. I thought it was, too. Mine will go 110. If you put it in performance mode? No, I think it's normal. Like normal. I, I forget I have performance mode. I noticed Caitlin's in performance mode will go over 100, but if any other thing, it's governed at like 98. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, because they were all talking about going up and making the journey, and they all went up two twelve, and then came back ninety five. You know, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. out. I called him when uh, we were sitting at the track. Well, it was about what time was it? I don't when, when I got there? No, when I called you, I'm like, "Where are you at?" And you're like, "Well, I just uh, came across a sketchy ass reservation. Almost hit a deer, and I'm turning onto the interstate." It's like, oh, you took the resway, huh? Okay. Yep. Oh. Little crow agency. Yeah. That wasn't cool. And if you've never been to the Billing Motorcycle Club, if you're going there in the middle of the night, it looks like you're going down a murder road. <laughs> you're like, at the end of this road, someone's going to kill me. I can argue that. The road we took to Mike's, I was like, there's no motorcycle <laughs> track at the end of this. <laughs> Chris is going to yeah. You start hearing the banjos playing in the background. Yeah. Like Chris is going to do. I told him, like, you're going to be very confused. Yeah, he kept asking me, you know where we are yet? No, I don't know where we are yet. We're in the middle, middle of, of fucking nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Thought we were going to run into some moonshiners out there. Shit dirt road through did, someone's did you see front the copper pipe? You see all the copper pipe on the hill? No. No. <laughs> moonshiners? Uh, yeah, you guys, uh, you picked a bad route. Well, no, you didn't pick a bad route. You picked a bad time to go that route. Yeah. The Google machine I'll, did you dirty. Dude, so I didn't trust it because it, 
was a like a seventy mile difference, but a ten minute difference. And I'm like, this Google machine's freaking high. Like, there's no way seventy miles is ten minutes slower. Turns out, yeah. Yeah. What do you do? Well, thank God I didn't hit that deer. I probably never made it. Yeah, you. Pr- I would have blamed you if I'd uh, been turned around, pillaged. Yeah, but you made it. That's all that matters. And uh, side note, you'd want to say my attitude needs to change. Right now. <laughs> my attitude was fine when everything was over. I was calm, cool, collected. No, no. I want so the attitude was... fine during. Oh yeah, that's that's not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Maybe next year. After, now that I know the kinks in the system. Yeah, maybe you maybe can, I'll even get us some time to race. You can send the fifty parents my way. Is okay. really learn to compartmentalize like all the things. Yeah. Like okay, I see you. Okay, I'm mad. I see you. Okay, we're good. We're all right. We're yep. good. You guys cool. Yep. All right, go. <laughs> that was the thing I like, kept wandering around. I was like, you guys having fun? Everybody's like, yep. Yeah. I was like, good. You better not say no, because <laughs> <laughs> I will come unglued on you. <laughs> Someone went up the hill climb, and then Mike went over the mic and said oh, to yeah. not do that. And I'd just look over and see Jeremy just literally running to try to catch up to the dude. Yeah, I was trying to spot where he was going after he came back down. And he comes over the radio, and he's like, you want to go get that redneck hill climber? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Because we have, like, that little John Deere buggy that's around. But, like, every time I turn around or every time I went to try to use it or needed it, it's gone. I'm like, All right, I guess I'm running everywhere. My watch went off, like, two times in a day telling me to slow down. Also, side note on your watch. After the Ryan Peters story, I can't believe you ride with a watch on. Well, I have the the strap that goes around your chest, but it has a dead battery. I just haven't gotten the effort to change the little battery in it. But, <laughs> oh. yeah, I don't know. Tells you how much air you're sucking. Yeah, tells me how bad I'm sucking, period. Yeah. How much I need to pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's your max heart rate that you've seen on that? Uh, like 180, 190, something like that. Yeah. That was like during a real, like in a really a intense race, I guess you could say, like battling. What does that tell you? That what information like, did you gather from that? Well, so these ones actually are, they have an internal GPS. So it tells you like how fast you're going, what was like the farthest distance you jumped, like the, a whole bunch of shit. And so it, it actually is pretty helpful because you can look at your heart rate and be like, okay, like when you come back, if you're absolutely exhausted and you look at your heart rate and you're like, okay, that kind of matches how I'm feeling. But if you come back and you're not exhausted and your heart rate isn't matching up to how you feel, like it's kind of giving you a good indication of like, okay, I need to either do this in the gym or I need to ride more, period. Like there's different things you can take away from it, which helps a lot, I think. Hmm. It's all GPS, you said? Yeah, it has internal GPS, yeah. So Gage, that is a global <laughs> position center. <laughs> So it tells you like max speed does do lap times and all that kind of stuff too, or mm-hmm. is it? Yeah, yeah, you can do all like your different lap times, um, like how long a moto takes you. Period. Like you can do an overall, so it doesn't take individual lap times. Does it do section times? Uh, I think you can program it that way. Yeah, I haven't played with it that much on the lap times, but mm. but yeah, it, it does some pretty cool stuff. I mean, Scotty's got one, so you got one, Scotty. Like yeah, it. I only got yeah. to use it on practice day in Billings, but. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's pretty short time anyway. Because yeah. I know some of those, they'll even do like optimal time where it will take all your best section times. And they'll tell you where your optimal time if you put all of it together. Because sometimes you get behind a lap rider or something happens, you blow a corner. But you killed it up to that point. Mm-hmm. And they'll tell you your optimal time towards like if you did everything perfect on all your laps, this would be your optimal time. Right. Oh, shit. How do you know this? 
because I, I race. The Google machine. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have them a lot in road racing because oh. there's so many times that you're killing it and then you blow turn six and then it's like, well, I just screwed my whole time up, but oh. I killed up to turn six, you know. And so a lot of guys at the track have where it shows all your, and it's all GPS. It'll show ex- if you did all your best corners and all your best sections, what your optimal time could be. It does have a cool thing where you can see, like, your cardio load, and so it gauges you from, like, 1 to 5. And so, ideally, where you want your cardio load to be in is, like, 3 and 4, stages 3 and 4, which is, like, your, what I call, like, your happy heart rate, where it's high, but it's not overloaded, and where you're not getting burnt out. Like if you're damaging your <clears throat> organs and stuff. Well, yeah, but if you, like, even if you have, like, most of your cardio load is in number 5, and you'd only did like a twelve minute moto, like there's something wrong. Like, Sounds not, like me. Not wrong like internally, but it's like you need to be different, like conditioned a little bit different. So it does help. Like if you if you just put it on motocross mode, because it has a motocross mode on it, and you just look at your heart rate and like you're just happy with that, then that's cool. But if you really want to get in depth with your training and see where your physical capabilities might be falling off, like it does help. Scotty, confirm. Sure. <laughs> Donovan? Donnie? Crack open a Mountain Dew and go. <laughs> Took a two-liter Mountain Dew. See, now technology is even starting to p- pass, like, the younger generation, which is the yeah. generation under me. It's, Donnie doesn't count. He's a freaking farmer. <laughs> but the thing is, like, we didn't have any of this kind of, even closest kind of technology back then. I mean, you look at the O2 sensors that guys are running now, like, you know, we got to run on the treadmill and see what your carbon monoxide you know or I, I can't remember how that all works but anyway your your the oxygen sensors and like all the different things and it's, it's just crazy how technical it's getting where before it's like just go ride hard and see how you do you know I have a it's question changed is there an electric race bike street bike um not that I know of I'm sure there's some in development that I don't know about and there's I'm sure there's some out there but I mean, Harley has their electric, the the live wire is a Harley version of their really street bike. Yeah, they got a one that's called the live wire. Wow. And it hasn't been doing so well. I imagine not. Yeah. Half had, of a Harley is revving into the stoplight. <laughs> yeah. I seen on Marketplace, Chris, there was a uh, an electric wannabe Honda in Rapid City for you. What does wannabe Honda mean? It's literally like an old Honda chassis, but it has an electric motor in it. I don't know. Somebody in Rapid was selling it. Oh, really? I don't really want one. I just thought it would be more applicable to street bike racing than dirt bikes. Mm. I would think they would do that first. I don't know. I think because this, the speeds are so high and it's got to sustain for so long because you're out there for, you know, 15, 20 minutes at wide open. I don't know. I don't Even know. in a sprint race there. Because, like, electric cars haul the mail. Yeah. Like they, the acceleration is insane. So I just thought it'd be there first. But Side note. Oh, didn't you have an apology? Yeah, for Nick. Yep. So, okay, go ahead. So on the last podcast, hey, we were sitting there. Hey, Jeremy, one more thing on your fucking attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, You would come sit at the trailer and then just get up and leave and we wouldn't see you for 20 minutes. It's because like a, your brain is going a million miles an hour and... 
the other thing is like you have a radio on, so you hear something come over the radio. So no, I mean at like, night, like oh, at, at night. night. Yeah, you were there, and then like we lost you for a while. Probably had to pee. Oh, oh speaking of, <laughs> true. <laughs> so was it two day race then? Uh, it was practice day Saturday. It's half a practice day and then a race day Sunday. Oh, fuck. Half a day. <laughs> that Shit. was plenty of practice, Chris. You didn't even race the next day. You were so tired. I know. I was out. Somebody didn't even <laughs> come up for the practice day. Donovan. It's my bad. I came all the way for your wedding what? and closed that bitch down. <laughs> what, uh, what were you so busy doing, Donnie? Well, the plan was... Pull that mic up a little bit. We'd like to hear you. The plan was uh, to originally come down and race. Um... And then I actually ran into Jeremy in Cody, Wyoming. Yeah. And then he was like, really? Oh, at a car show at all <laughs> yeah. places. Really? Yeah. Okay. And he somehow spotted me. I don't, I don't know how. A tall, lengthy kid walking around. But <laughs> Yeah, that's he's, tough. Uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I think the race might be on Saturday now. And I was like, oh, man. Like, means if I go down there, I'm going to or race would be Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I was like, well, by the time I got home, I mean, it'd be pushing midnight. If, if it got done late. So I was like, well, I'll just come down for the practice day. And then I got to talking with wife's family, and they were wanting to go do, a like, a ride day in the Bighorns. So I'm like, okay, well, we can make this work. I'll do the ride day on Friday with them, and then I'll go do the practice day and the next day. So I was kind of waiting, waiting to hear as far as if I needed to take off time for work. And it just got to the point where too far out to even take the time off work. So then we're like, I'm not going then, I guess, but sounds like I missed out. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sorry, <Yeah>. Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I just cried at night every now and again, so it's fine. Yeah. The memory Dude, comes back. There was so many like local people that don't know your name. All they know is that you have teal boots. And so all they say was, Is teal boots coming? I'm trying. I'm trying to get him to come. <laughs> Or they have no that, idea who you are. Is Teal Boots coming? Teal Boots, or who's that 105 guy? Yeah, or the number 30. Who's number 30? Damn, really? There was actually one person, though, that did ask, like, yeah, that kid that wadded it up on the in the indoors, like, he's pretty good. I'm like, well, he's pretty good after that. Like, is he coming? I think so. I felt so bad for you, Dottie, at Deadwood, standing there just watching your bike get ran over and over and over. Felt like a long time. It was, it was a long time for me too. I'm like, stop! Every time you got land on, you see the number or the dollar stop signs it. go up. You're like, oh shit! Well, I originally like felt this was a really stupid crash. Just kind of hit the corner, and I was trying to catch Drew. Yeah, all over me. <laughs> and I was like, I messed up the corner, and I thought I could still hit the double out of the inside, and I was nowhere near even close. But I landed, and I kind of expected more of an impact. So all my body momentum was like ready to go forward, and it just it was too slow, and I just didn't react, right? So I fell over, and I was, like, thinking I could probably just jump right up and grab my bike, and I looked, and I saw one guy. I was like, okay, I'll let him go. And then, like, all of a sudden, five guys. <laughs> just like, cram, cram, cram. I was like, where's the flagger? Like, <laughs> and then I picked up my bike, and I'm all I could think of was, like, oh, my pipe is crushed. My radiator crushed. Like, radiators are good. I'm, like, looking it over. I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. Bars are straight. Brand new bars. I'm like, they're all right. Pipe's all right. And I look at the subframe and my airbox. I was like, you got to be kidding me. My airbox was cracked, and I was scared. I didn't want to ride it because I didn't want to get sand in any intake if it was already off. So, And then the uh, 
subframe was out probably three to four inches out to the right. Yeah. They went to Benny oh, below right. It. it was pretty bad. So. You still haven't fixed that yet? Yeah, it's... I, we hammered on it a little bit in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> Take a torch to yeah. it. So it's got... I got it bolted up to see if it's lined up, but I haven't finished putting it all together as far as I still need to maybe get the pipe wrench on Are it. Are you going to get it together in time for tomorrow? <laughs> Um, I think probably not. <laughs> I thought Caitlin has a brand new bike sitting there. Yeah, she's got another new. She got a new one. Well, the two fifty F I rode at Deadwood's new. Oh, but I'm just gonna. I'm waiting. Uh, hopefully after Christmas. I got to go honeymoon first, healthy. So it makes for a great story if you went to the honeymoon with a broken arm. I think it's all about the story, right? Kind of an expensive trip to be crippled. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you guys Cancer. going? We're going to Jamaica. Dang. So, oh, yeah, yeah, man. Fly out the day after Christmas and come back on New Year's Eve. I'm trying to imagine you in a pair of shorts, and I don't know if I can. I wear shorts all the time. Yeah, I've seen him in shorts. <laughs> so you can do dreadlocks and the whole thing? or Come back with one of the little beads in your hair? Yeah, probably. Sticking <laughs> <laughs> Sean Kingston everywhere. Yeah. Maybe I won't even come back. Just like how I met your mother. I want to go down there and stay there. <laughs> There you go. You'll be sitting on the beach, man. Man, that'd be really cool if I could ride a dirt bike on yeah, this beach right now. Exactly. Every time I go like an Angus store, I'm like, they should do a race out here. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they have straight rhythm in Jamaica? <laughs> While Donnie's there, he uses water as a barrier, and you just go. Yeah. Unlimited water supply. When you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to race in a, another place like that. I was talking to like Preston, and he's like. They, he went over in Mexico and race, and he's like, they treat you like you're a factory rider over there, but, like, if you wreck, like, you yeah, don't know screwed. what's going on. <laughs> like, you yeah. don't speak, you know, Spanish or nothing. So it'd be kind of a scary deal. Well, that's like a Weston Pikes deal where he got his face smashed in. Yeah. And he was over in that hospital when he finally woke up and realized, like, he was in a hospital. Like, he said it was the worst feeling he's ever had because everybody's speaking a foreign language to him, and he's – Got his face pretty much smashed, so he can't even barely look out his eyeballs, you know, to see yeah. anything. All he can do is hear shit going on. I can't imagine that. Well, same with James when he crashed over in Dubai. Oh, know? yeah. He said that he trying to explain to him, like, don't move my leg because it's broke, you know, and this is mm-hmm. a while after. And they're just like, look at him like, well, we're picking you up and moving you. Yeah. And he's like screaming, and they just look at him like, well, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Tough <laughs> shit. Then he left Zach. Yeah. <laughs> that was the second time. Oh. The first time he broke his femur was, he was, that was a long time ago. He wasn't over there with anyone. Oh, yeah. Second time he left Zach. Well, he was over the people, but not. He's like, I didn't break anything, there. so I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, I forgot my camera guy. <laughs> my bad. Leave him. Why is there an open seat next to me on the airplane? Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> where is Zach? <laughs> yeah, that'd be a funny text message. Hey, where are you at? Uh, still in Dubai. Oh, <laughs> whoops. I think you missed your flight. My bad. <laughs> Jeremy, what are you racing, man? 450B and Open B. Joel would not be pleased. Yeah, not at Why? all. Why? Once you Jumping bump. Jumping around. Once you bump, you don't come back down. Okay, okay, but all you guys in A class, for indoors, that's all you guys race indoors. So it's like... It, you just saw terrified. Drew two weekends ago racing outside. I am a safety hazard out there. Period. He, he wants more paychecks, so... Yeah. yeah, you already got enough money for my race, dude. <laughs> Greedy bastard. <laughs> Scotty, what are you racing? 
Open A and 450A. Do you think Dean will be there? I hope Dean will be there. <laughs> I'm sure he will. Um, yeah, I'm sure. He stopped in the shop the other day. Oh, is he gone? Yep. <laughs> um. So, oh, your apology. Oh, yeah. So, when Nick was racing up in Bowman. Oh, Scotty. So, when you were in Deadwood and you bent the tower. Tell us when you, sorry, Gage. You bent the tower in half. Yeah, that was pretty rough. Um, <clears throat> I got kind of a bad start. Dude, it, Okay. It was bent bad. <laughs> like, just a little tweak. Like you could bent. see it from anywhere that it was bent bad. I feel like this isn't something I should have to feel guilty for. No, I'm no, not trying to make you feel all. guilty. I'm just like, you hit the tower pretty yeah. hard. No, it was, I did. I did. It hurt for a little bit, but it could have been a lot worse. So could have been a lot less. Yeah. Okay. So bad start. <laughs> sure. Bad start. And then, uh, Dean got a little sketchy in that, uh, that single into the rollers. I don't know, he just landed on like a little edge and then swapped. And I was already kind of in the air. And you can't really tell in the video, but like my front wheel lands like two feet before his rear tire. And then I just endo and ride the front wheel right into the tower. <laughs> so. And then they blamed, was it Joel? Yeah. Or? Yeah, they thought Joel hit it with a skid steer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a true story. Yeah, really. They're blaming yeah. him. Like, yeah, Billy came up and he's like, "Who hit the Who hit the tower?" Oh, I never should have said anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, like your wreck, it turned out fairly decent because, like, if you'd have rode that front wheel into the face of that next jump, like, who knows? I aimed for the gap in between, like, the face of the jump and the tower. Oh, and then the bike kind of just shit whipped my leg into. Mm. The tower. still shot you have from your GoPro of just oh. your leg literally bending the tower. You pause it at That's the so cool. correct spot. I was like, oh, that's my awesome. God. That's what's cool about GoPros, I guess. I feel like you get the short end of a lot of sticks, Scotty. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're just minding your own business, not doing anything dirty. Just trying just, to go out there, just, have fun. Just ride riding, past. being clean. And then yep. I feel like you get the short stick a lot. Yeah. yeah. Hole in your case. I just need. Yeah. Brand new. In bike. Billings? Was that in Billings? Yeah. 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 That was Joel. <laughs> oh for two joel the tower and now the case yeah, that was when joel was in a grim reaper mode i know and just cleaning people out non-stop what was up with that it's that, it's that tattoo energy got the taste of the blood yeah <laughs> you, go, you blood. go get a tattoo and you just think you're just a badass hasn't hit, hasn't hit me yet but you know whatever yeah it's <laughs> badass just add ink i feel yeah. like you get the short end of the stick scotty yeah it's self-induced i gotta get better starts yeah, okay. That's a good attitude. Yeah. Side note, though, like, when out of all, like, the local guys to watch, like, everybody's usually pretty smooth and whatnot, but I will say watching Scott ride when, like, Scott's feeling it and he's on one, like, there is nobody better to watch because you, you hit your marks every time. You don't get super crazy, and you go fast while you're doing it. I always feel like he gets good starts. I'm always like... Yeah. Who's on the Yamaha up here? And then, <laughs> and then like, one thirty six. Scotty is when, good for him. When good they're for not, Scotty. When they're not good, they're really bad. But even like the couple local races that we had, like when we had that little supercross race at the BMC, like you and Brandon were riding really, really good. Like you were being super smooth, and you both were battling fairly good. Yeah. I mean, Caleb was out front whooping your guys' asses, but it was a pretty good show to watch between you two. Yeah, I don't really want to talk about Caleb or <laughs> Austin Tyler either. Who are those guys? Uh, so Austin, Let's talk about them. So I already uh, don't like them. Austin Tyler is he's pretty big deal in the hill climb world. Like He's really good. 
Uh, Sounds like a dork. He's got two first names. <laughs> but he only does like one or two moto events a year. And so he come out to the Supercross race. He's like, yeah. He's like, I'm a little nervous. Like he was pretty freaked out to ride it. And our Supercross track is like pretty mild, pretty tame. And yeah, he was waxing dudes in 250A on a two-stroke, on a Suzuki two-stroke. Oh, pew. By the way, Mike Neal and him would be best friends. Oh yeah. Fucking pew. Oh yeah. And then uh, our other buddy Caleb, uh, super fast indoor guy or outdoor guy, sorry. Uh, but he's just like bulldogs the bike everywhere like he's just a machine when it comes to outdoors and indoors he's like still really good but he tries to treat like outdoors and just tries to muscle the bike around and it's like you have to kind of calm him down like dude you're 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 leading the race by 30 seconds like you're fine like just calm down yeah. maybe do a couple doubles instead of a couple triples you'll be all right that track worked for him really well too because that thing was hammered yeah that was a rough track i was glad i didn't race that yeah i gotta ask chris a question i'm ready donnie <clears throat> Why? Why the heat on the two strokes? Um, I think it's more of an indoor thing. I don't think we would suffocate so much if you guys didn't run two strokes. Well, I, that just comes back down to your heat for the 50s. And it's the noise, dude. Like, I, mean, like, oh. Oh, I love the noise of it. And it's just... You don't like that ear ringer? No, it reminds me of my chainsaw. <laughs> there are a few two strokes out there, like the old pro circuit bikes that were just like super crisp. Like I don't mind listening to those one bit, but I don't know. I don't know. I think it's the two strokes that are kept in a shed and only started like two or three times a year. And, and mix, they come out and mix race. like 20 to and one. Yeah. Silencer packing's blown out. Silencer's yeah. blown out and like there's oil puking out of the <clears throat> head pipe. Like, ugh. I have a question for you, Donnie. Yes. Do YZ250Fs come with packing in the pipe or do they leave that out? Uh, I would say on the stock ones, most likely they leave, they forget to put that in there. I think Weight they reduction. do. They sound like a boat <laughs> underwater. That's why I took the silencer off. But it sounds like a pop can on the back it's, there. It's terrible. And dudes love it. No, I, I, but you do lose power on a two fifty. Well, why is he two fifty F? If you put a slip on on, like I gauge confirm. I can tell a difference from the stock pipe to the. You know, just a slip on FMF or something, because that's what I have on Caitlin's. And you can tell a difference. But then I read an article, I think it was like key for testing or something. But they, if you put the spark arrestor in, it has more back pressure or something. And it actually helped a little bit, but. Build a little bit of torque? Yeah. It was, you lose a lot of bottom end when you put that slip on on. But do you want to have blown out eardrums or do you want to have. Oh my God. They're so gnarly. Yeah. I see uh, a lot of Yamaha guys running the stock pipes. 450s are good. Yeah. 250Fs, mm, not, so no loud. Bueno. So loud. So loud. YZ 250F stock pipes. Probably loudest bike T- out they're there. They're freaking terrible. But I don't know how they can Ron's, sell them. Ron's 450F. That's all you hear when you're riding. He's nowhere near you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing's just screaming. Can confirm. But they do. <laughs> can <laughs> confirm, yeah. They do rip hole shots. Oh, in, so, in such a good bike. <laughs> such a good bike. Thanks, Scotty. <laughs> Yeah, you converted, you converted somebody. I'm still upset about it. Um, don't tell Zach this, and I hope he doesn't listen to it. And I can't believe I'm gonna say this. His Suzuki with the Pro Circuit on it sounds really good, and I mean like really good. Yeah, really one of my favorite good. sounding bikes. Honestly, 
a yellow Suzuki with black wheels just looks good. Okay. I'm, I've ridden, you're, I've ridden you're Suzukis. I've you're been in that boat. You're fucking done. <laughs> you're done. And it's, and it's a terrible know. boat to float. Fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> you don't like the gold wheels on them? Not like the old Carmichael like, days? Those are all right. But I just love a right. good-looking <laughs> yellow and black. I mean, like a, a yellow Suzuki to a, to a black back end, that looks good. And, and they do sound good. I forgot about your apology. Sorry, interrupted yeah, no. you. So when Nick crashed up in Bowman, like he was going down the street. Hold on. And you said with gold wheels or black wheels? Either or. I, I'm more for the black wheels, but Gage is the... I, I, was, I like gold wheels. Yeah, gold wheels was like pretty cool. On the Suzuki. Yeah. yeah. I think it looks dumb. And like some of the old Hondas, like if you had a retro-built Honda with the gold wheels, I think those look pretty good. The mm. What's that? Uh, the new Honda they came out with has gold wheels, oh, too. Oh, that's hideous. Yeah, yeah it, it's hideous. It's I don't know. It's I don't know. How Comes with gold it. wheels. Yeah, yeah. it's oh, like it's like their anniversary like bike or some year shit. thing or something. That's yeah. like when Yamaha's anniversary was yellow. Oh, it's yeah, like that was so disgusting. You don't do that. Yeah. And they that put wasn't black graphics on it. It looked like garbage. Yeah. You leaving, Dusty? Yeah. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Dusty, you want to sit down for a second? Say hi to everyone. No, no go ahead. I'll hi. give my spot. Yeah. Can we get a cinnamon? Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta go. Just take my spots for a bit. You got poop, Gage? Let's take this. Oh. <laughs> got <a> poop. <laughs> That's what I always tell. What about uh, Gas Gas coming out with chrome wheels on their bike? That can fucking die. That looks yeah. like garbage. Dog shit. That can die. On a side note, Huskies are extremely quiet because I kind of cleaned Dusty out today a little bit. <laughs> Had no idea who was behind me. Yeah, I just hear somebody Gas screaming, Gas? and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Turn around, and Dusty's <laughs> in the dirt. <laughs> All right, Dusty. Now that you're on, yeah. um, I'm gonna get to my tire popper right now. You yeah. guys can do yours later. Um, it's your freaking gas gas you bought. It rips, huh? <laughs> yeah, the freaking thing rips. I can't ride it worth a shit. But um, the amount of speed you're going today, I don't know if I've ever seen you go that fast. I never did go that fast. <laughs> you racing that, tomorrow? Never, yeah. Well, I'm gonna ride tomorrow. Nice. Not much of a race. Like, we ride bikes a lot, you know, and the dirt was wet today. And I know all the cheater lines. I know all the fast lines. Like, I know the fastest place to go in the little circuit we do. And I was trying my balls off to shake Dusty. Nothing. One corner, dude, I wasn't even going slow in the corner. It was half the three bush lights, too. Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Couldn't shake him. Dude, it was nuts. The whips got fatter. The corners got faster. I don't believe that. Those though. whips were getting pretty fat. I don't believe that. Oh, I, I feel like they're the same. No. 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 Exactly. Judging from the beginning of the day, they were at least double. No. He, he, means in, he means in general. The bush light, probably. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. That kind of happened with me, too. Easy. I got tunnel good, vision. Good we were per- going around, and I just got tunnel vision. I was like, oh, shit. I'm still riding my dirt bike. Good here. purchase, though, yeah. Yeah. It was good. Shout out, Clint. Torres Motorsports. He built a good up. bike. Yeah, for sure. I think it's sick. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the rooster. Another side too. note. Another side note. Um, Jeremy will saw your front wheel off even if he's riding around a track in the hills. Yeah, from the front. front he'll <laughs> saw, If you're behind <laughs> him, front. he'll try to saw your front <laughs> wheel off. It's the craziest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> like three corners in a row, I'm showing Jeremy a wheel. Because, again, I know all cheater lines. He's never been there. So I'm like showing him a wheel, and then we get to this last corner, and I'd show him a wheel. Motherfucker V's the berm, and like I literally like curled up into a ball, grabbed my brakes so hard, and tried not to endo, so he wouldn't saw my front end off from the front. 
Yeah. He's like, quit following me. I could hear you the entire time. I knew exactly where you were going to be the entire time around the track where Dusty had no idea he, where he was. But yeah, I could hear every move you were making. So I was just like, oh, I'm just going to go in the middle of the corner here. I'm going to sit down early you say my bike's a little louder? You're, it's a little louder. Yeah, it's KTM sauce. <laughs> KTM sauce. So, but you were riding really good. Um, you scared the shit out of me <laughs> when you short shorted that turn. Yeah, that was a, a little a little unplanned. I was not expecting the bike to turn that fast, but I was like, yeah, hey, we'll really go fast. with it. So. I am stoked how comfy you guys got so fast. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like that big tabletop. Like I said, I I cased it or just kind of tested it out jumped and landed in that hole at the top of the landing and i was like well i don't really want to do that all day so i just started <laughs> jumping the whole thing but no it, it 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 was like what we ride any other day like it's dry choppy or concrete here blue groove there and so it was like no shut your mouth it was perfect today <laughs> it how, was how dare you it, it was <laughs> but i was never saying that, truck that will never happen again i know it so was fun guys, though so it was fun because we all got on the same loop yeah. And then whoever got tired just dropped off and watched the other guys. And then pretty soon it was Jeremy and Dusty. Dusty's got this fucking gas gas <laughs> just screaming. <laughs> it was to the point. So, like, you guys haven't been there, but I'd go on the step up and I'm in third and I would click down to second for the step down. And Dusty was getting so close to me. I started clicking back up to third to land the step down and like try to get away from him. Couldn't do it. Big table, right hander, step up, left. There's a new face on that and an actual landing for it now. Go out there. So I would that step up, I'd be in third, click second down to second for the turn and the step down, and then in the air for that step down, I would click back to third, trying to get away from Dusty, and I couldn't. It's because I'm in third the whole time. Do you guys do the single tabletop on top? It's kind of like a inside, right? You do the choppy. Like drag us back and then you turn. Yeah, you guys, that's like the funnest jump out there. The one you can actually triple if you wanted to. Yeah, like down further. Yep, and then it goes into like a single and then real tight berm right away. Yeah. You just land. Yeah, I'm lost. Where are we at? The top of the on hill top, by the free park. Trees. After the trees by the start. Dragons back. Take a right triple. Are we talking about the triple or before the dragons back? The triple. Oh. So like, if you just single tabletop it, it's a yeah, rough. It'll beat you. I mean, if you just jump the whole thing, it conserves so much energy, but it's very hard to hit that corner. It yeah. is super hard, and especially when it's dry. dry. <laughs> yeah, you kind of be got to be cooking yeah. to make that triple. It's it's a little, little more than you think it's gonna be. It's yeah, if you case it like a little bit and then yep. it slows you down. Yeah, it was faster than I thought it would be. Oh yeah, it was like you're screaming. It was like it was kind of like this is fast enough. And then you got to crack it a little more. Give it that little yep. last pepper right at the top. It's, that's real bad. It's like a V right now, so unless you want to hit it on the end. I don't know why, but that's my favorite jump out there. Is it? Yeah, it just feels good when you do it. It's like, clapped out now. I think you like it. Uh, yeah, it used to go way higher on it. Yeah. You'd like the table now, though. That's what Dustin yeah. was saying. He's changed it up a little. Yeah, it's yeah. way different. There's like a little table before it, so like a setup jump. Like, like that preload. Kind of mm-hmm. just something else before that long straightaway to it. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty Because fun. you carry so much Hey, speed pull that mic there. up to you. Thank you. Sorry, Dad. It's all good. <laughs> it's okay, son. You should have seen Chris out there today. He was dropping the front end like Hanny. That's like, the only it. trick I have. He, he comes it's the only trick goes, I could do it. It's sweet. He comes up and he goes, you guys want to see something cool? And he goes out <laughs> and just drops the front end. I'm like, oh, Jesus. 
scares me every time I do it. Yeah. A couple of them got pretty far down. The key is, like, don't touch your throttle till you absolutely have to. Yep. Because you get up there and your front end dips down and it's just silent. You're like, this guy's going to fucking die. And then last second, you got to, like, yank it and then... Jeez, Dusty, when I did a lap on your bike in the back section on the bottom, I did that, whatever, the big double down there. Yeah. And I went to give it gas because I was about to land and about looped out the front end goes up so fast. I think jerks back, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's probably why the whips were decent. You should ask Clint what map one and map two are and if there actually is a difference. I don't think there is. Because it was fast as shit in both maps. Yeah. I don't think there is a difference. I don't know if there is either. How many maps are on the Yamaha? Isn't there like three maps on the Yamaha? Or is it just one and two? Two. Is there only two? Oh, well, you can go into the Power Tuner app and mess with all that shit, too. Oh, it's endless. It's endless. Do you mess with it, Scotty? (laughs) Oh, my pops will. I'm not really confident enough to do any of that. Mm. I turn it on max and leave it. (laughs) (laughs) And turn it all the way up. But on the 450, you had it all the way on slow mode. Oh, really? Yeah. Still, hmm. still got me. Dude, I love watching your dad work on your bike. Like, your factory mechanic over there. Like, Scott just comes in, takes off his helmet, just sits down, and his dad's just wrenching on the bike, doing, like, little shit. Really? That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool to watch. What's What's cool about it is I've never once asked him to do anything, but yeah. he just, like, he just fucking loves it. Huh, that's awesome. He used to be, he was pro back in, like, the 70s, and he's got stories of, like, Watching Peter's uncle race and the storks back in the day. Mm. Like all these all these stories that are pretty cool. And, of course, just like Scott, like one of the nicest guys you can run into on the track. Like if you have a Yamaha the same year or whatever, you can <laughs> be like, what do I do here? And he'll just say, well, let me come show you. You know, he'll he's all in. I giggled because he said, just like Scott, one of the nicest dudes you can run into. Like, and literally. Scott gets <laughs> ran into a lot. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like literally, yeah. yeah. The first time I ever talked to Scotty was at a fair race, and you wrecked in a rhythm section by the bleachers, <laughs> and I helped you pick your bike up, and I was holding your bike, and Breeze goes right by us, and heel clicks, and you looked at me and go, I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I broke my ankle. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> fun times. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. I hate that guy. Fucking heel clickers are so lame. Agreed. Like a guy like that. <laughs> Shout out Derek Houck. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like, like what Derek does. Him. Derek, yeah, De- when Derek does them, it's fine. When you're busting them out in LCQs, it's not as cool. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. I know. <laughs> right. You're the king of the dorks. Yeah. Bust. Only just won my last practice. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Heel clicks. Like, to Marv's credit, he only does them when he wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still, it's I don't know. It's still pretty fucking lame. It looks like stupid as fuck. Sorry. If you're gonna if you're gonna win, like throw a nasty ass whip. Yeah, or at least a knack knack no or more, something. No something. more one handers either. Yeah, I'm tired like, of that shit. Think about it. Who's as doing like, one handers, dude? All of them. Fernandez. Oh yeah, where they pump the air. Yeah, that's what like, Webb yeah, does because he can't off. whip. No, I do hate that. Kelso yeah. and I like. She's just sitting there waiting for the end of the race. See if they're gonna throw a fat whip. You know. When they get the fucking fist pump going, I'm like, oh no, that's Webb, hundred percent, Dusty. I hate that. You can't even whip; he's too short. You just I know. I don't like Webb. Or when they roll the jump too. No, Derek loves Webb. I'm gonna have to leave if you guys keep talking shit about Webb. 
It's <laughs> a dork. That midget no oh, neck no, motherfucker. Dork. Yeah. <laughs> See, let's get into this because I've listened to about 75% of these podcasts. <laughs> and this is something that's always frustrated me because I think Webb is fucking awesome. He's fast. Yeah. No, he's a snake in the grass. I know, but that's the sport needs guys like that that are just fucking. I agree. Little. I can agree. Yeah, yeah like Barsh is in the sport, but no one likes we're him. Not tell, we're not telling him to leave. He just right. looks like a dork on a bike, that's all. Yeah. That's, yeah. He's fast. Yeah. Well, he, do, he does look like a dork sometimes, but he, he's fucking sick. He's yeah. got some fight in him for sure. Like, if he, if anybody's doubting him, like, he always tries to come back and prove him wrong. Like, even when he won his championship, he already had the championship won before that race. But just to prove a point, he goes out and wins the night. Yeah. Like, that's. If anyone's wally. doubting him, YouTube that video of his back landing on the concrete. Yeah. That was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did no you guys doubt. see where him and Chad Reed were doing that race as a, like, a, just a local race? Yeah. Yeah. The outdoor one? About that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he ripped on that one, too. Yeah. He's been ripping some GNCC stuff pretty good, too. Scotty, we're not saying he's slow. We're not saying we're going to leave, but, like, no one likes him. He's just got no, he's just got no, um, what are we looking for? Personality. Style. Yeah. Style. Yeah. 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 I I can't argue that. He's fast, though. He does have, like, a good elbows up kind of style, but it's just, no. You think he's going to rip since he didn't run outdoors? He's just been riding soupy this whole time? Dude, I don't know. He didn't do outdoors because he sucks at it. Yeah, yeah but if you fair. don't do outdoors, you're not riding outdoors. You don't have to test outdoors. You don't have to do anything. You just can ride Supercross. If he you... has his bike dialed, I think he's going to tear it up. Really? Yep. He he's looks just, He's just lot. too crafty. Dude, he is. His racecraft's freaking insane. Yeah, it's annoying, though. It's annoying. It's it just annoying. <laughs> it's just not speed. It's just like you're in the way, but he's yeah, winning. Yeah, he does the <laughs> bottom of every corner, and it's just... I don't know. It's annoying. It's aggravating. He's the only dude doing stuff like that. He's the only dude like thinking like half a lap ahead. Yeah. Tomac doesn't. Tomac thinks like fucking half a corner ahead. Tomac don't yeah, that's cool. Shit, yeah. Tomac's like um, throttle stop. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's way cooler. I mean, it's cool, but like to Cooper Webb's credit, he's the only one doing that. What about rocks and run the YZ two, two stroke and straight rhythm? Okay. I'm just pumped he's riding it. Yeah. I think yeah. they all should ride it. Yeah. Do you think he's going to pull off the track halfway through and be like, I'm over this shit? I got a tummy ache? Yeah. Out. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm so, like, don't get me wrong. Like, obviously, I sit here and talk like I can ride any better, but I am so over hearing how bad he wants it and how ready he is to go race and all of this bullshit. And it's just like, you've said this for four or five years in a row. And you come out and you win four or five races, and then after that you just shit the bed. Like, is this your tire popper right now? Well, no, no, it actually isn't. But like, because okay. they talked about it on the James Stewart podcast, and that's all I hear is, "Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to race. I'm ready to race." It's like, well, fucking, like, are you though? He has excuses, I think, for sure. Yeah, yeah, a it, new one every single time. Yeah. yeah, he reminds me of a lot like Chad Reed back in the day. Like Chad yeah. Reed used to be a big baby. He would cry about everything, and that's just kind of how I. It rocks and now, but yeah, I agree. So Scott, who would you say is your least favorite Supercross rider besides Brees? No, I I like Brees. I like Brees. That's just, not what you told me. I had a broken fucking ankle. <laughs> I was pretty bummed. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, I hate that guy. No, he's he's fine. It's just heel clickers are lame. But um, I think part of why I like Coop so much is that I don't like Ken. Don't like Ken. I, yeah, I could agree with mm. that. Just because yeah. Coop's always punking him, and I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah. But you don't like Ken because he seems whiny? Is that why? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's just the same song and dance. Every time the new season starts, he's just like, yep, this is my year. I'm coming out to Well, God it. forbid he tries to be a little transparent with the fans. Fuck. Start <laughs> I mean, winning he, more he than he five races. He was pretty fast, what, 19, 20, 19? When he was on well, 17, really fast. That like, was broke his arm. The year that was, it was him and Coop all year. Was that yeah. 20? It was two years in a row. Yeah. No, yeah. 19, I think. 19. Whatever, whatever year that what? When Coop was on Yamaha. No, that was, was 17. Oh. Whatever year that was. Um, Probably 19. That was Ken's year to do it. Yeah. And I think he, I think that's. Ship his sail. Oh, he, he got docked points at the beginning, and then he got Dino in his way on that race. Yeah, it that was, was that year. That was 21. It was, it was that close. Yeah, that was 21. Or 20. Was it? That was, it was uh, 20. Because Ken, Ken shit the bed halfway through no, Supercross. No, no, no. It was 21 because it was a year after COVID. So they were doing yeah. three rounds, three rounds, three rounds at yep. the same place. Yep. Because 20, they did the lat. They did that Supercross season was normal up until COVID, and then it was seven races at Salt Lake. So okay. it was definitely. I 21. think you're right. It was the. Three races at each place because mm-hmm. yeah. he won all of Indy. Yeah, that was his year to do it. So I think yeah. that ship sailed now. Is going to go be the king of world supercross. I think, uh, and this is just my theory, if he wasn't on a factory team, say he was on a satellite team, like say say World just pull a wild card here and say he goes and rides for Hep Suzuki, he might be. But still, like, do you think that? With him not being on a factory team, you take away that factory team pressure. Do you think Ken would perform better? I think Ken doesn't have all those bougie parts. He sucks. Okay, that's a fair uh, statement. He can ride a dirt bike, but how long has he been on a factory team? Yeah, you kind of get used to like the factory treatment. Yeah, you and say. you have a factory Honda, and all you can talk about is how unhappy you are with it. Yeah. Imagine if you give him not a factory Honda. And post pictures of your... Factory Honda breaking. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dumbass. Right. God. No, I, I'm just tired of hearing the excuses. I want to see him win a championship, but I'm just tired of the excuses. Yeah. Well, Gramps is going to go to bed. All right. See you tomorrow, Gramps. Gage has come back. I think he had an apology. I keep interrupting him. Scott, who is your who is your least yeah, favorite Supercross rider? Okay, <laughs> all right. I don't think I have a least favorite. I really? respect the hell out of all those guys. So not really. So you don't have like a guy that where you're just like, bye, Ron. Just, not my favorite. I don't know, Marv. What yeah. Marv do? He's French. He's coming uh, around on me. Yeah. Yeah. If he could shorten his podium interviews, that'd be great. <laughs> but other than that's that, just, that's awesome. This keeps going. Ask him how the race went, and he's going to tell you his whole childhood story. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to hear Scotty's childhood story here? Yeah, we will. We should, yeah. I had one more comment. Uh, what do you guys think of the uh, straight rhythm commercials with Justin and with Barsha and Roxon? I think they're they're pretty funny. I, I think like it's because they're like they keep calling each other out on stuff. Yeah, it's like. You cut. I've seen you cut. <laughs> He's like, I never cut. <laughs> well, you wonder how many of these guys, you know, it might have been serious, you know, something serious happened in the past, but now they're like over it and they kind of become friends because that happens even in the local scene. I mean, how many times have seen Donovan and Greg at each other's throats and then next race, they're best friends. You know, it's like we've seen that since 65s. Yeah, forever. And it's like, so there's there's enemies and there's guys like, yeah, there's times we don't get along, but at the same time, we understand each other. We know it's all racing. We know it's all you know competitive. So, 
And then you just come back and make fun of each other for it now. Yeah. <laughs> nice tease each other. And it's like an ongoing joke that some people get, especially if you're in the race scene. You know, I've been racing for a long time. You get it. Um, where other guys are like, that's like mean. You shouldn't say that. <laughs> you're like, yeah, this is like Mike Neal and I give each other hell all the time about just crazy weird things. It's like Ryan. Ryan just comes off with his big jerk on social media or whatever you want to call it. But then in person, when you race him, he's super respectful and probably one of the funnest guys to race, really. Yeah, he's he's a good racer. Yeah. And he gets race craft. He, gets under, he understands it. And if something happens and it was accidental, he, he understands that. Whereas something comes off malicious, like he's going to pay it back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's not the guy you really want to push off the track. But I mean... <laughs> <laughs> But he's, still, he's just a he's a good person oh, off yeah. the track. Like w- it, there's like a switch that flips. So if you start talking shit to him, he just like looks over at you, and you know you flip that switch, and you're like, oh fuck. Yep, here we go. Yeah, I'm not but recovering. Talking about like just any <laughs> I'll other never financially recover from this. <laughs> yeah, <thing. laughs> but any other like random shit, like he's just a normal guy. Yeah, and I was like thought the same thing too. I was like, man, this guy's like a dick on social media, but he's. Like, pretty all right, good dude, like, in oh, person yeah. and everything. Like, yeah, the more you get dude. to know Ryan, Ryan's a really good dude, for sure. He can frig off. <laughs> <laughs> is, he, is he not coming? He is. Um, he t- told me, like, he can't leave school till 4. That's what I figured. So he doesn't get here till pretty late. Yeah, and the hour time difference. Does he gain one? Oh, yeah, he gains one, I guess, doesn't he? Yeah. So I guess that helps. He's, he's probably roll, <coughs> rolling in here pretty soon. There's a time difference between where he's at and Barely. Barely. Yeah, I, I, just I did not know that. Yeah, because, like, Mobridge is just on the other side of the time, oh, time yeah. zone. Gotcha. So paying for East River, West River. <laughs> Fair enough. It's dumb. Those guys that travel for racing, but like Deadwood, Preston, all those guys just loaded up and would literally go racing the next day somewhere else, like... A really long ways away. I don't get it. Like you guys, just I don't know what they drink Red Bull by the case or what, but they just to. jump in the van and. Have you seen s- Preston's van? Well, he got his. He's got his other one fixed. He said. Yeah. Can you see the one he rolled up the the minivan? Yeah. Yeah. Like got it off the reservation. <laughs> like the res van. <laughs> That's his dad's van. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to the gas station in that thing. <laughs> Is that a dirt bike in the back? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's like three Jesus. bikes strapped to the back of the yeah. minivan. Almost scraping the ground. I'm like, is this what he takes to all these races? That thing's got like 470,000 miles on it. Just won't die. Oh wow. But yeah, I give those guys props. I mean, Ryan does it too, where they just jump in the van and they literally drive till they're tired, wake up and keep driving. I'm just like... Doesn't he leave after every indoor? Doesn't he go back home? Um, after every indoor? I think he stays here. He used to. The fair so- race, after the fair race... He drove back to North Dakota because there was a race the next day. Two races the next day, like Saturday and Sunday. Oh, yeah, because fair was on a Friday. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as races were over, grabbed his shit and drove back. I'm like, holy crap, dude. That was back in the old rodeo days. And that's what, you know, he's getting go to next show. And if you can line up five shows in a weekend, like, make it work, you know. Jeez. Well, especially if you're doing well and you you look at the chances of you actually winning good money too. I mean, it's yes. that, would, that would motivate me too. If you could, if in a matter of four days you could make like eight grand, yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what Breeze does. I mean, he hammers out all these fair races and takes you know three four thousand dollars home a piece. Yeah, so like you said, they hit those ones during the week, like a Wednesday in a small town. Yeah, like make eight grand. That's 
more than people are making working. Which yeah. is so crazy because you hear people say, yeah, I went and rode a fair race. And to that, even to me, that means like what we did in Powell, like, yeah. you know, that little <laughs> hokey fucking race we did. Like, you know, props to those guys for putting it on. They did everything they could and it was tried their best. Yeah. But like, that's what you think of when you think, yeah, I went and rode a fair race. Like you think it's like something that's not really that big of a deal. But some of these fair races are a big deal. They're intense. Like, yeah. yeah. What's crazy is that Powell race has probably a bigger crowd at that than we do here. Yeah. Which blows my mind. And like there was what? Everybody goes to the fair in Wyoming and loves it. And there was what? There was four of us in the pro class, and, like, they were just pumped. Did they you say amped. us? You were in the pro class? Yeah, it's a, it's a like, little So what are, you, what are you riding tomorrow? Yeah, aren't you racing B tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you need to call Joel real quick. No. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we, we might don't. have to call Joel. No, we do not. I'm just confused. I'm like, yeah, when we were in the pro class, but you're racing B tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, I raced Jeremy in the pro class at Casper. Well, no, we can't We can't really qualify that as a race. We were in the same class. Yeah. <laughs> you guys were kind of like. They put you on the track yeah. at the same time? Yeah, they were on the track at the same time. I think yeah. that was miscommunication It was there. funny. After that race, I came down, talked to Joel, and Joel said, yeah, I, I didn't feel that good that race or whatever. He got like ninth or something. I'm like, well, at least you didn't get last. And then Jeremy's like, yeah, it would suck to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, who gets last? Someone's got to be the caboose. Yeah, that was bad. I was like, it got to the point where I was looking for the leader. Like, come on, you got to be coming around somewhere. You got to let me. Come on, <laughs> yeah, man. Come on. Like, I'll pull over for a second. Put an end to this thing already. Hell yeah. But Joel was riding really good that weekend, too. Like, I was like, God, maybe, like, Joel hasn't ridden in a while. Maybe I'll be able to hang with him. No, not with that quick shift shit on his Husky. He's gone. Yeah, that bike's sweet, too. Yeah. Man, all these Austrian bikes are just sweet lately. Eh. Is Joel racing tomorrow? He just sent me a snap. That's what he said. He is? He's got it loaded. Really? Yeah. Nice. Wow. He did say he at Billings he was yeah. planning on doing indoors. Loaded. Let me see it. Let me see it. I don't have my glasses on. <clears throat> Did all of his bike prep tonight too? When Logan's supposed to be racing tomorrow too, right? I have awesome for it. I believe I so. Heard. Did he get moved? I don't. I, know. I heard he's moving, but he's gonna race here. According yeah, to he says, he's gonna do every race still. Yep, come all the way. So down. he's going to Colorado, but um, yeah, I, I talked to Blake and some of those guys today. So, hmm. <clears throat> like, is there any B riders moving up this season? Pace and Allen might. He said, but he Pace probably and, should. Pace not racing the first race, correct? I have no clue. I heard Payson's not racing, but um, Blake Morgan is racing, and uh, it'll, it'll be some good competition. Who do you think should bump, Donnie? No uh, one. The Allen kid's got the speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I need to pay more attention. <laughs> you know who was really close was what he was riding was Ryan Eaton. Oh yeah, and if, uh, Travis Casson. Yep. If Ryan Eaton could have like reeled in the spazzy stuff mm-hmm. in a little bit. I think I think he was pretty close. Yeah, Ryan's riding good. Uh, Casson's riding really good. Yeah, I think Travis is there. He just wants to do Loretta's one more year. I think. I really yeah. wish he. I would really want him to move up just so I can watch. I mean, I, he, he's a you could tell he's got the speed. Yeah. yeah. It's always the you know I always looked at it growing up. It's it's nice to be the slowest guy in the fast class versus the fast guy in the slow class is what I always looked at it. But yeah, just so you, I agree. You know, experience. Yeah. You know, we'll get into that later with the tire popper if I get one of those. Yeah, everybody yeah. gets one. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like this is I guess my question to you two, because you two are both uh pro class. Three. Like 
What? Well, it could be four. Three. Yeah, oh, it should three. be four. My, my bad. My bad. It yeah, should it be should four. Be, it should be four. But that's what my question. Five is, if you like, count Gage. You know how many? You know how many freaking pro jackets he has? Like, but my question is like, so I race A for outdoors because like B for outdoors is like super sketchy. That's <coughs> just another C class. So fake news. Billings was not that. <laughs> yeah, that was that a, was a freaking lie. That was a mulligan on that one. But like. When you guys were growing up racing and you're making that jump from B class to A class, like what, where did it happen of like, you're like, okay, I am A class material and I can actually compete. Like, did that ever cross your brain at all? Well, Donovan was just up? born into it. <laughs> right? no, Donovan, Donovan graduated like, third you, grade and they're you, like, you're you watch, A. You watch Donovan ride a 15, you're like, okay, he's ready for a pro class. Because <laughs> like when I go race A for outdoors, like I go race A and I just hope, like, my goal is to not let everybody leave my site. And then I just slowly work up from that. Like, I just don't, I've never had the ability to, like, jump into a class and automatically start doing well. That's Drew. Think, That's think, Drew. He just did it. I think one thing you got to really pay attention to is not racing other people and racing the track. Yeah. Forget other people right. and just race the course. Um, in my road racing, I've, I've learned a lot through motocross and through all the different competitions. And I try to apply that to... The journey is the, the interesting and exciting and the parts that you tell stories about. You know, when you get to pro class and you go wire to wire, it's like, yeah, I whole shot and I won a race. It was cool. But there's no story behind it. You know, right. so the times you overcome adversity where you had a flat tire, found out like two motos before I was up. So we're rushing to get that done and then we're doing this and that. That's the exciting stories where it's like, and I got third and I rode my ass off. I rode so hard. When you show up and you go wire to wire, like, yeah, that's cool. Showed up one, you know, where the, when you come over that adversity and, and, and learning to work on every corner and work on all the sections and try to make it all just one course, but do it individually. I don't know. It's, it's uh, I don't know if it's making sense or not, but no, it is. But uh, like, what I don't understand is like, there has to be a time when that switch flips of like, okay. I know I'm not a hazard out here and I can't actually do this. Like, have you guys ever experienced that moment of like, you know, I, I can be competitive in the pro class and like, you're not feeling like you're just a part of the race. Like you're in the race, you know, I think for me, like just growing up, I always rode with people that are a little bit older than me, mm -hmm. but Greg was always a little bit older than me. So Greg was always slightly ahead of me in racing. So like, he moved up to the A class and like, I mean, the A class used to be huge back in the day. I mean, yeah. Gage saw, I mean, there was some stupid fast guys rolling around and from Colorado, North Dakota, Montana, everywhere. So when I moved up, I was like, yeah, I, I raced B. I did one C class race in my life and it was super sketchy. Right. Didn't, that was on a YZ 125. So then I was, and I was like 12 years old and I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen again. So I went on, got a 250F and I raced B class for two years, I think. And then after that, like, I just, I was like, well, I already ride with practice with a lot of the A guys. I mean, so I, I think I was just turned 14 when I moved into the A class. And I was just, like I said, you just ride with those guys and you start learning. And, like, still to this day, I'll show up on the gate and I'm counting down positions for me. I'm like, well, I ain't going to get him. I ain't going to get him. <laughs> but, right. I mean, it's just, it's all on the start. And, like, you just got to, I mean, you just get comfortable with it, like, for sure, like I'm sure when Drew first moved up, I'm sure he's like, "Oh, they're probably scary, and they're, you know, they're gonna push me around." Well, and well, like, really, really his first indoor, he did he did about as textbook as he could. He didn't go out there and be like, 
hey, look, I'm here. He went out and like, hey, what can I learn from you guys? Right. And they still talk hell and stuff back and forth. Like yeah. Austin Fort that one time came up to me and was like, I could have took you out. You shouldn't have been there. Like, uh, remember when Austin Fort came up and talked to you about that? Yeah, he said he could have, but he didn't. Yeah. He's like, you shouldn't have opened up that door for me because that I could have took you out, but I decided not to. And so it was nice that Austin Ford took him under his wing on something like that. And then Drew learned from that. And I think, you know, you start applying all that stuff over time. But I think a lot of it is everyone has to believe they're a better rider than they are. Otherwise, you're going to stay where you're at. Right. Like, okay, I'm sitting, you know, fourth or fifth in the pro class as best I can do. But I believe I can win. If you can't believe you can win, then why are you going to? Because you were told yourself or not. Right. You know? And it's, it's a really mental game. And just learning to really feel the bike and feel all the things that, you know. Don't be afraid to try stuff, like change yeah. things. Change like, a line. Like, I, I don't know much about suspension, but I, every race, I'll go out there and I just change stuff like Deadwood. I was playing with my suspension before Deadwood, and I just like, well, I think if I do three clicks this way, I think it'll help, and mm, it felt great. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, right. And, mm. and sometimes it's, you know, talking to yourself and really being – involved and if you're feeling good that day it's amazing okay i'm this moto i'm gonna go out and ride super aggressive like i'm just gonna let it let it go and it's hard because like when you come up to a big triple you've never hit before just turn your brain off like okay we're gonna go for it this should work like you're not blind but you're not confident 100 percent either it's not like you're coming up to something like i i can grease this it's like i'm pretty sure this is what it's gonna take and you just gotta have that because i I, we've all been there yeah and i think like the jumps like no matter what, I've always been afraid of the big jumps in the indoors or whatever. And like once you, you just know everybody, once everybody gets that down, it's like you got to focus on like, okay, now my corners or my whoops is what's going to separate people. And then like that just kind of progresses. I mean, I used to, I probably still do, but like the whoops, I remember watching my cook growing up and he would just wheelie into him and like just stay on top and like his suspension would never even move. Yeah. And it was just like blow my mind and like, I remember like him coming out to my house and be like, this is what you got to do. And like, I tried four years and I could not do it. And then finally one day, just like this, I remember going to the indoors and Travis Bannister and Fitch were there and they were just blowing my doors off. And the whoops was like, you know, I'm tired of getting these guys just blowing my doors off. Like I literally just like, like you said, turned your brain off, clicked the gear up, held on. And I went across the tops of Ladner's whoops, just blitzed them. And I was like, Holy smokes. It, once it you worked. do it once, it feels good. You're like, yeah. man, I why don't I just do that every time and try and hope for the best? But sometimes it'll buck you. But <laughs> yeah, and well, uh, it, it, sometimes it, you come off the back. Well, like yeah. we've all learned from past experience. It's not like anyone jumps in their first year and like, okay, I'm gonna go pro and this is gonna happen. Right. But with you guys and your experience and, and your knowledge and, and backgrounds, it's just that next step. It's I don't know. Just know you're gonna get better. I wouldn't. Like, like, just you like, can't like force it. Say you, you don't can't force, force it. it. Yeah, you can't force it. Yeah. yeah, don't put yourself down right away if you're not getting the results you want. But right, just keep trying. And like we always said, motocross it's not a, a linear curve of learning. It's step stools. Like you, right. you go up, and you ride that for a while, and then your comfort level gets so good, and you start pushing that envelope, or you might crash a little bit, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now we're there. Now you're going way faster. You're not crashing. You know, it's a, it's a weird stepping instead of a, a linear power curve. Sometimes those steps can be really long. And sometimes yeah. they can. Yeah. And that's where you can't get burnt out. I mean, I think that's what gets really hard because people step up to pro class and they ride this line for so long 
and they don't feel like they're progressing, so they start putting less in. And all of a sudden, so they're still staying at the same level because, well, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm trying super hard doing this and that. And it just rides out this long path. And it's like, well, you, just because you made it to pro class doesn't mean you can back out. That means you should be trying harder. Right. Putting more in, you know, training more, learning more. There's so much online anymore that you, it's insane. But then all of a sudden, you got to get through that monotony. And I think that's in any professional skill. You got to learn how to make it fun again. Right. And enjoy. Go with people that are excited to ride and pumped to ride. I remember when I was, I guess, at my peak um, in motocross, like I'd try to surround myself that with not only just pro riders, but guys that were excited to ride. Because that got me pumped to ride again. Because there's times that you're out there and just pounding laps, like, why am I doing this? Because it's yeah. 110 degrees out, you're out there pounding laps, it's 6 o'clock at night, and like, I'm over it. But you got some kid next to you going, man, we're having a lot of fun. This is awesome. I'm so glad to ride with you today. And I'm like, right? yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, like little things like that make your day better. But even like, like there has to be, I think it's in every class where you just get tired of getting beat or you get tired of this and that, like people passing you that you know you can beat. And uh, like one thing that I was telling you, Chris, is like what me and Brandon sometimes do is we'll go out and do the entire track at Billings and we'll jump next to each other. We won't, but passes on each other. We will just ride side by side the entire track. So you get comfortable with that. Yeah. Cause that was my, one of my biggest things is when I first got into B classes, like jumping next to somebody, like it was unheard of, you know, you were always either jumping past somebody or nobody was even near you. And, uh, though that was one of the things he said, he's like, if you want to start moving up, like you got to get comfortable with people being right next to you. And like, that's what I like about racing the A class outdoors is like, I'm usually pretty good at holding my line. And especially if like, I know they're, I'm getting lapped or whatever, but everybody holds their line and it's just, it's actually less stressful of a race. Yeah. Even if like, I'm getting my doors blown off. I know that the guy coming around me is not going to like cross me in front of a straightaway or cross jump me or you know accidentally take me out in a corner like everybody's pretty smart and knows where everybody's at at most times on the track in the pro class well i think that's where practicing like odd things like you know even in some of the clinics and stuff they say lock up your front wheel and see how long you can push it right ride one-handed around the track for as long as you can you know ride standing up without you know do 10 laps without sitting down you know sit down for 10 laps without standing up Take out games. I, I mean, say, I Derek sure and, the biggest thing growing up for a lot of me and my buddies, we would practice taking each other out or trying to avoid getting taken or, out. Right? Or the, the slow hook. Yeah. yeah. Just playing games cat and mouse back and forth or being, like you said, close as possible, like jumping jumps, touching handlebars almost. Like, yeah. You just got to learn how to do that. And then that definitely helps inside as far as indoor racing because, mm-hmm. yeah. It really helps with like line choice too, because then you gotta mm-hmm. like your buddy just stuffed you, so now you gotta take cheater lines and shit to catch him, right? To t-bone him or just a, just a different line, because I think we all kind of catch ourselves every now and then, like riding the same line, and you get tunnel visioned and you just get complacent, and then once that line gets taken away from you, then some people, even in the pro ranks, that'll happen to them, and they're like, "Well, I don't know anywhere else to go on the track because they haven't explored." Yeah, so they keep it open and they come together and they crash. Yeah, we watched Donovan. How many times that he's out breaks someone, cut underneath of him? That's like that's his classic. That's NASCAR. his classic move. And and you watch him, almost any race you'll see 
Someone come up, try to cut up on the inside. Donham outbreaks him, cuts underneath, and he, he already made the pass back. You watched know? him do that to Preston Taylor at a fair race. Yeah. I was stand like there was no lane for me to stand in, so I'm standing between a straightaway and a jump. And have it right in front of me blew my mind hole. Yeah, and that's the thing. What the hell was that? That's classic Donovan. That's like his deal. I mean Yeah, just that's just kind of what you learn playing the takeout game is just if you can get that back end the slide just perfect, and then like as soon as you get that opportunity where that front wheel's pointed down, just hammer down with the throttle. I mean And they're already Ryan, they're, they're already coming past. Yeah, there's right. people that know how to prevent that. I mean, Ryan, he knows very well how to set you up set you up to yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, know I know it's not execute. Up. Yeah. <laughs> but cool. like it's like almost like he's riding with eyes in the back of his head mm-hmm. because he's practiced that so much. And I don't know, I think it's all the little things and having self confidence and, and believing that, you know, you you belong there. Because um, I think that sometimes before the race we're all telling ourselves like, man, I'm not ready. Why am I doing this? Yeah, I'm pumped up. I'm sitting on the gate and I'm pumped up. Yeah. I can't breathe. And all of a sudden you get, you know, it starts to move along and they start 30 second board and then all of a sudden it's a full concentration and yep. it's all good again. And so just trying to have that confidence, you know, all the way through and, and uh, trying to pump yourself up and, and keep the nerves down. And I think everyone has a different thing. Like some guys you need to bring them up and some guys you need, like the level's already too high where you need to like bring them back down. So you got to kind of find out who you are and who you need to surround yourself with because there's races where I need someone there that was like, dude, you got this. It's good. And there's other guys, times around there like, you just need to calm the hell down and slow down a little bit. Like you're, right. you're pushing too hard, you know, and just knowing who you are and, and where you're at in that moment. And I think uh, that really helps you know, having someone else to lean on too. And I mean, you and all your friends, Donovan, like there's times that you know when it's time to push Derek or Greg or whoever you're with at that time. There's times that you need like pulling back down, like, okay, so you yeah. settle down. You can definitely tell like, and I've had my moments where I've, I was like riding at 110% where you're just riding out of control. Yeah. So that's where you got to learn to say, okay, well, at this pace here, I was riding pretty smooth, less mistakes. Nail my lines. Yeah, you might not be the fastest guy by doing that, but smoothness is what's going to get you the, you know, persistence and moving ahead. You always racing forward. I mean, part of the thing is is knowing where you're going to get past. Like, if somebody's on you, I kind of have an idea. That's what I try to do is like, okay, I know coming in this corner, I can hear them, and that's a good spot to make a pass. That right here is where they're coming. Right. So I kind of almost let it happen in a way sometimes. And then there's kind of counter react right away as soon as I can, if I can, to get to that next spot. Set yourself up for the next inside line. But well, it, I, I think that's good advice for like any of the C class kids, really, is like, because I see it so many times, and Scott, I'm sure you've seen it too, where you go out to the local track, like a Billings, especially, because it seems to be a trend where all these C class kids, and not just directly calling them out, but they go out and it's just a normal average day and they have to be the fastest one that day. And it's like, did you really take anything away from today though? Like, yeah, you might've gained a little self-confidence by in your mind being the fastest one on the track today. But like before I actually knew Scott, I would watch him ride sometimes and you would do like a few laps with your feet up on the shrouds and you'd just ride around with your feet on the shrouds or you'd do one handed like laps or like all standing, all sitting and, I didn't really know why he was doing it until I started doing it. Like I would ride a couple laps with my feet on the shrouds 
And like your core is worked after that because you can't use your rear brake because everybody defaults to the rear brake. And all you got to do is just literally pick a gear and go around the track and you do a few laps like that and then put your feet back down and then go full race pace if you can. And you're like, oh, wow, like I really, my, my hips are unlocked. Like everything's working pretty good right now. Like just, like I say, don't have to go to the track and win practice. Like you can go to the track and be slow that day. Yeah. But if you take something away from it, it's better off. That would be something I have noticed as far as like practice. Like you watch people in the indoors, they just get in a big group and they race in practice. Yeah. And they're already blown just out. Slow down. Starts, I mean, yeah. like you're just you don't have to go fast. It's kind of feel the jumps. We're not learning any new lines yeah. or nothing either, you know. Yep. yep. Figure out where that secret spot is later on that if you can use it to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Set up a pass or yep. protect the line, you know. And then something else is growing up if I've I've not always just ridden motocross. I've done every part of riding you can do on a dirt bike. I think that's just a good makes you a well rounded rider, so you kinda know if you do hit like a certain rut or something a certain way, you know, it can kind of maneuver the bike um, or like woods riding. That's all my dad did growing up. So that's kind of what I was brought into was woods riding. But then we transferred to the moto side and mm-hmm. but one well, riding up in the woods, like yeah. there's no, you don't know what's around the next corner. So you're just like, you know, guesstimating, whatever. And that's the way it is in moto. Like that line should be there. And when it's not there, you don't freak out. You're like, okay, let's move. Make yeah. an adjustment. One finger on the clutch, one finger on the brake, good yep. control. Being mm-hmm. set up. And I think, I don't know, there's just a lot of different aspects to this. Like when I was practicing back in the day, I'd, you know, go with their purpose. You know, like, okay, I'm going to work on a longevity run, a sprint, and work on some technique on a different run and maybe only make them like the sprint three laps. Um, work on techniques, maybe four laps, and then try to do like a half hour plus one. And then after that, I'm just ha- throwing whips, having fun, you know, doing st- – stoppies or wheelies or you know yep. just having fun on a dirt bike because that's why i'm there yeah overall like when you go to the track you should always have some type of goal in mind yeah whether it's hitting that new jump you haven't hit before or hitting that corner a little faster like you should always have a little bit of a goal in mind where you when you leave the track it's like you can say yeah i rode today and i conquered this fear i did yeah. this different or i think if you go out and go 100 percent that's going to be your hundred percent because you didn't learn anything. Right. You're just riding at your best. And like I said, there's times that you need to go do a sprint, but if you're just doing that all the time, you're not actually learning. You're just maintaining what you're doing. Right. No, I agree. I haven't really been able to practice very regularly in a few years, but like when you would get out, I think sections would always be better for me. Like if you could just go do a section or like set up a cone or something to pinpoint your breaking point. Just cause I don't know. That's the biggest way I've found to improve is just like breaking points into corners and then transitioning. I just, I think learn to where to hit that point, like try the different spots. Like you can watch calling Logan out here, but I think it was Logan at one of the races. I have watched him pull the whole shot and then he literally stopped like going into the corner. And I think it was the fair and he let everybody go around him on the, I'm like, Logan, like, what are you doing? Like he had the whole shot, but he just, it's that breaking point. Like I, sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. But if the guy is next to you and he just gets on it, I just hold it for a slight bit longer just to try to <laughs> right. edge him out. But yeah, it, and it does work. Yeah, and sometimes it can go horribly wrong. Yeah. But it's yeah. a calculated risk that you're yeah. doing sometimes at that point. Sometimes it's not grateful, graceful. But yeah, I've had instances where I just, if I'm doing something scary for the first time, I'll just say, 
to myself, it's like, well, what's the worst that could happen? And then I name out the, the actually the best case scenario that could happen if I crash. And then that way my brain locks in. I'm like, okay, that is the worst thing that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, like coming into that corner too fast, what's the worst going to happen? Well, you just roll over the top of the berm. Yep. When there is obviously worse things that could happen. But yeah. if you tell yourself like the absolute worst thing that could happen, you're not going to get any better. No. Yeah. Well, that's the thing you always got to look at, especially when something happens, like well, that happens to other people, it wouldn't happen to me. Even though you fully know deep down inside, yep. like all of it could happen to you. Yep. But it's like, well, eh, I would have made a different choice. I went left there instead of right. Right. <laughs> Weird is like when you're riding... And if you're thinking like that, that's like when you make a mistake is when you're yeah. actually thinking like, okay, I gotta yeah. be safe. But if you're totally focused into a race and you're just in the zone, that's when you're riding your best and safest probably. Totally. It's almost like me. manifesting your destiny. If you tell yourself you're going to crash and get hurt, like that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Yep. That's like, even when you're at a race and something bad happens and you know, say it gets red flagged and you got to pull off. The last thing you want someone to do is come up like, did you see that? Do you see that guy crash real bad? Yeah. You're like, yeah, I got to go out there in like 30 seconds, man. Like, I don't want to hear anything about it. I hate tracks where the ambulance has to drive right by the start. Yeah. 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 (laughs) When you see him getting carried out on the gurney and you're just like, I look away. I can't look at it because it freaks me out. Where it's like, you stay in your own head space and like, hey, things are good. I'm riding good. Things solid. Like, I feel good. Man, my hydration's well. I was breathing properly. I just nailed my lines. You can't be like... How bad is he? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like you got to refocus and get back in your zone and just like talk to yourself or talk to people that are around you that are good influences or that they've had talks with before. Cause I've, I've even, you know, motocross arena cross or this road racing. I tell people like if something bad happens after the race, I'll talk to you all you want. Yep. During the race, you, it's not mentioned. You can't talk yep. about it. His body was over here and his leg was over here. Yeah, that's like he a, broke the bike apart. Yeah, I don't care. I don't know if it's from baseball or what, but like I'm very superstitious about things. I'm, yep. And that's like um when you're leaving and someone or like like what are you doing this weekend? You're like I'm going riding. They're like oh don't wreck. I'm like you don't don't fucking say that. Thanks a yeah. lot. Yeah, it's all kinds of stuff. For some reason, I think it's my gloves. Like, if I have a set of gloves I'm doing good in, like, those are the gloves I'm wearing from now on. But yeah. if, I have, if I have a bad moto, I ain't wearing those gloves for a while. Yeah. Dude, like, if you knew the order I do stuff before I go ride, like, bike comes out, check the air pressure in the fork, squeeze the tires, whatever. Um, helmet goes on, left glove, right glove, left wrist brace. Can't put the goggles on till you start the bike. Stretch without the goggles on. Damn, you're more superstitious than me. Yeah, like. Well, and him and Dusty, if they crash in a set of gear, the first time they wore that gear, that gear is dead to them. They'll never wear it again. If it's yeah. a bad crash, that gear's done. I can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I can see, very agree with that. I could see, like, saying, well, these gloves, son of a bitch. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Full set of gear, like, eh, I really like this gear. No, <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't care. Like, this shit is cursed. <laughs> that black FXR gear was the first time I wore in Billings when I hit that jumping endo. Oh, no. I was like, I was wondering. I was like, is it the gear? (laughs) (laughs) Have you worn it ever they're talking about it? Yeah. You have? Numerous times now. And have you crashed numerous times? Yeah. But it's done done me good in Deadwood. I'll see. It's fine. Is that what you were wearing when you hit the light tower? It was. (laughs) (laughs) When your bike got ran over 60 times? Was. I think uh, it's I think it's done, Donnie. <laughs> I think that gear's no, done. You just got into his head. Now that's <laughs> yeah. done. God dang it, Donnie! So, I think it's done. Drew, do you have any of these superstitions? No, I don't care. No, he's, none he's at young. all. Drew's, no, that's young. Stuff Drew's a machine, dude. Fake news. <laughs> Fake news. 
Just he's go. still young. He's just he's like, a machine. Yeah. I don't. That was like a thing in baseball, being superstitious about shit. And it like carried on, but like got way worse. It was always with your guys' gloves or some shit. It was weird. Baseball mitt. Yeah. You know what? Um, about racing, I always found pretty difficult is you have to go from zero to one hundred, like right now, and then back to zero. I've again. never been good yeah. at that. Like by the time the third or fourth lap rolls around, like I'm just like finally starting to, you know, get into it. But like right. the whole like you got to go from sitting still to absolutely hundred percent effort as fast as you can go, stand to go. I feel like I'm hitting a hundred when they're reading the names off. On the gate, I'm like, oh boy, like, <laughs> oh boy. Oh well, I think there's a lot of things in life like that, like war or being attacked. Yeah, you, you go like if we're sitting here and some someone busted in, we go zero to a hundred like that. I know it's just it just kind of sucks. Like they don't even let you do like a couple warm up laps, have a bush light, like, you know, get a like, heater in. Yeah, <laughs> if they let me, if they let me do like three laps to drink a bush latte, dude, I would be riding pretty good. But all I'm saying, there's a lot of things in life that you go from zero to a hundred, like. You're driving down the road, everything's good. Someone comes across your lane, like, oh shit, like I gotta react. Yeah, a deer pops out in the middle of the res with <laughs> cruise control on, <laughs> yeah. pulling a camper. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's, it's an add, adding to your life skills because you learn how to react and not go into full panic mode where you just like freeze and like I don't know what to do with my hands. You know, maybe what's the worst or what's the best case scenario for this bad situation? You know, sometimes that's your best option. I mean, I'd put it in a ditch. It's going to suck and probably going to crash, but it's better than hitting an oncoming car because they fell asleep. You know, I mean, yeah. it might help you someday. I told my girlfriend when she first started, like, watching me race, I said, after the race is done, I need, like, whether it was good or bad, I need, like, five to ten minutes to cool down. Like, don't say, like, don't say a word to me. Just come over. Like, hand me a water if I need it, but just, like, I need a second to cool down because you go from that uh, super aggressive mode to whether it was a bad race or a good race. Like, you're in a different place when That's you're That's why I racer. hate when dads run up to their kids and start chewing them out right away about yeah. something. Like, give them, like, 10 minutes. Yeah. Because you need that, absolutely need that cool off. Yeah, and especially, like, to little kids, it's not even, like, that's another thing that drives me nuts about 50 parents. Is like, that kid might have just had what is, he thinks is the best ride of his lifetime and your dad, you're going to come up and rip his ass for not putting a pass on the kid in this yeah. corner when you were standing in the corner, telling him to go faster yeah. doing the whole wide open hand movement. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's teaching him good. It's technique. a bad gesture. Cause most of the time they do that with their elbow down. Yeah. And you're not going to want your elbow down. I hate that. Like, like yeah. I hate watching need the 50 to. parents that are yelling at their kids. And it's like, and then they yell at their kids when their kid looks over at them to see what they're saying and they fall down. Yeah, that's what my are you favorite. Doing on the ground. That's my favorite. When they yell at their kid, their kid looks at them and they tip over. I'm like, that was your fault, dude. Yeah, and they yell at them like it's their fault. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I love about like Troy Berry. Like, you know, he talked about with his kids and stuff. He doesn't uh, tell them to go faster. He gives them tools how to, and then naturally, if you're comfortable, you're gonna go faster. If you're already freaked out, you're not gonna be like, well, hell, this isn't working. Let's wick it up. <laughs> Right, exactly. Like, this isn't yeah. working. I'm scared of shit. Let's wick it up a notch. Turn the idle screw in on the carb here, yeah. and let's just figure out what happens. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So I think making the kid more comfortable, the, the progression is going to naturally be there. Where if you just tell him to go faster, I'm already scared. And you tell me to go faster? Are you crazy? I mean, yeah. give That's me the stupid. tools to go faster, and I can go faster. But if you just tell me to go faster, I'm going to crash a lot. Or yeah. when they get to a certain age, you can start asking them. If they come off the track and they're upset, you can ask them. It's like, well, why are you upset? And they can tell you why they're upset. 
And then you can say, okay, well, why do you think you wrote how you did? And they're, they're smart enough to know yeah, and absolutely. give you feedback. And then you can give your feedback. And then that's where you can start teaching them almost how to be an adult, I think, because you're sharing feedback and you're meeting in the middle instead of a dad coming over and yelling at their kid saying that they didn't go fast enough when that kid probably was just, he was going as fast yeah. as he could mentally and he just, yeah, he's getting yelled at. Instead of being full emotion, break it down and make make sense of it. And how can we do better next time? Yeah, you know exactly. And I try to tell, you know, other parents that come in stuff like race day is that's the test. All your practicing is out. All your, you know, studying for the test that's all out on the practice courses, whatever. When it comes to race day, you don't give them advice. Like you might make slight tweaks, like hey, you keep going to the outside and you're not hitting that jump, just go to the inside. Like, right. sl- sl- slight tweaks, but don't be like, you need to be scrubbing here, and you need to have a leg off there, What you know, whatever. Like, you can't make major adjustments on race day. Like, that's, you put that in your memory bank, take it back up practice day, work on that. Like, if they're coming a corner too slow, don't be like, you need to rush that corner, and, you know, no. And there's always the prove it to me, or, or show me aspect, too, because I'm, I'm enough of a smart ass to... You know, if somebody's yelling at me that I need to do this, I need to do that, like I'm going to eventually get pissed off and be like, well, here's my bike. Show me how it's yeah. done. Cool. And if you can't do it, then you can't talk shit. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember like when I first was racing like 250B, I would, I, my dad never yelled at me for racing. Like even if I got last, he's like, yeah, good race. And I'm like, I'd be the one mad because I'm like, what are you talking about? Like it was trash. And one time I told him, I was like, let's try one race where you're actually like mean to me. I want to see what it does. Like maybe it awakes and awakens something in me. Nope. Didn't do that. <laughs> I come back and he started, he started yelling, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, this isn't working. Yeah. <laughs> like back abort, to B. Yeah, abort, B. abort mission. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's, he's like, is it too much? I'm like, yeah, it's too much. He's like, okay, good job though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You did great. Okay, Wait, you yeah. see how bad Steve yells at, you know, Drew and Adam. I mean, he comes out of the track. That's why Drew's so hat. fast. You know, he just, completely irrational yeah. just your dad's like a spirit animal to most people steve's just loving life everywhere you go steve's just loving life mm-hmm. especially when there's burnouts when you go up, yeah. yeah you tell steve man your kids are running real good today yeah well you're looking good today too like <laughs> i'm just standing here that was one of the best steve impressions i've ever heard yeah well yeah you're doing good too <laughs> Or even every time I saw him in Billings too, like I didn't even have to say anything to him. I'd walk by, and uh, I think I would even say maybe like uh, like doing okay, and he's like, "Oh, it's awesome! This is so awesome! <laughs> yeah, we're having the best time." <laughs> That's what he told me. <laughs> so you, you get chewed out a lot, Drew. Oh yeah, he grabs my helmet, throws me around. Yeah, slams you to the ground, smacks you. He has a reason to be mad too, because Drew won't give me any of the purse money. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. And he won all that money, and Drew's like, "Yeah, yeah. get He's bent." Like, yeah, <laughs> he was just <laughs> talking to me about that last night because it was like we didn't pre-register this time because he forgot. <laughs> yeah. so it was like fifty-five bucks per class. Yeah. He's like, man, you really need to start kicking in here. Yeah, all that winnings. <laughs> I wanted to see like what the aftermath was in the motorhome. Like you're, are you just like counting your cash? Like, hey, Dad, I'm gonna go take a nap in the yeah. back. <laughs> Drew parks at the back on the couch. Is like, hey, the RV needs gas. Let's go. <laughs> see you in five hours. Yeah. Sonks out in the back. Well, he was smiling just as much as me. So we're both Steve happy. was at. Yeah, Steve didn't even like. You know, Steve was just being moto dad, and he was just having a ball. He always is. Well, yeah, a whole drive home. Steve's thinking like school closed this year. 
Drew's got Drew's got it covered for yep. all the school clothes. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, see fifty parents. Be Steve Odlin. Yeah. Be happy. Well just remember it's a journey and your kids learning and uh it's gonna make it fun. If it's fun, the kids are gonna want to continue to do it and they're gonna enjoy it. If they're f- stressed out and frustrated, like it's gonna be a one or two yeah, year deal. They're gonna deal. hate it. Yeah, yeah, one or two year deal. And then they're like, uh, I obviously I can't make you happy and I'm just over it, you know? You listen to all this, Scott. You got a future Supercross champion on your hands over there. Yeah, but Scott could chew him out. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I think <laughs> light it up. Cattle prod, maybe. Yeah, yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah. A little electric lightning there. Yeah. Yeah. Standing there on the side of the track, buzzing it. Exactly. You exactly. could even like maybe set up kind of some kind of earpiece deal. Mm-hmm. So like you know they hear you yelling at them. Oh yeah. Well, by then they're probably all going to be electric anyway. So I could just yeah. talk to them. There like you this. go. Yeah. Give him a little zap as they go by. Like, hopefully, that got to your bike. Yeah. <laughs> Put the dog collar on his neck. <laughs> I'll give so, you the beep once. After that, you're getting shocked. <laughs> I could not even imagine you like losing your temper on anything. Yeah. No. Ask Kelsey. Ask Kelsey. What makes you mad, Scotty? Being late. <laughs> I left my house at 8 o'clock this morning. But we didn't leave town until 9.40. And then I think we screwed around in Billings for like an hour. And then we didn't get here till like 540. And the whole time you're like having an anxiety attack. Oh, it's just ridiculous. Because like, oh it's like if it's just me, it's like a six hour trip. But it's, it just turns into a day. So where do you live then, Scott? Bozeman. In Bozeman? Okay. So That's a little um, bit of drive to Billings and even my two hours. My Kelsey, and she's going to hear this too. I don't think she knows this makes me mad, but it doesn't really make me mad. I'm just like, what? When we're like going somewhere and we have the camper, right? Um, Like 15 minutes into the trip, she's like, are we going to stop and get something to eat? I'm like, where do you think we're parking this big bitch to yeah. stop and get something to eat? I'm like, no. Yeah. Are we going to stop and get snacks? I'm like, no, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Snacks in the camper. Yeah. <laughs> No, I can I can relate to Scott on that one. Like I, I love my girlfriend dearly and I'd do anything for her. But we can well, yeah, pretty much. There's a couple of things that are in the red, but you know <laughs> but we cannot be on time for anything. Like our anniversary dinner. We're ten minutes late and she goes, I forgot my idea. I was like, Well, it looks like you're drinking water then and I got the look and I was like, Well, okay, let's compromise here. So I, fa- I dro- dropped her off at the restaurant and I turned around and go grab her ID. <laughs> I found out with Kelso, if you want to leave at 5.30, you tell her you're leaving at 5.20, yeah. and then you'll leave at 5.30. I started doing that trick, too. Because if you like actually want to leave at 5.30, it's like, all right, you ready to go? She's like, yeah, can you let the dog outside? <laughs> you're like, whoa, what? <laughs> We're trying to go right now. Yeah, I agree. Being late is uh, always waiting on a woman. That's what it comes down to. I don't know. You were waiting on us today. Not really. It was, right. like, it was really good timing. It was good timing. That was funny. Scotty pulls in. We pull in behind Scotty. And then as soon as we pull in, Donovan calls me. He's like, are we still doing the podcast? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we're here. He's like, what do you mean you're here? I just drove by and no one's there. <laughs> that was bad timing, Donnie. Should have just followed Scotty. I didn't realize that was him in front of me. Yeah. Uh, Gage, do you want to do your apology or should we talk to Scotty? Yeah, we can do the apology. Okay. Uh, we'll come back. I'm Tuck Sky. No, wait. So, Nick, you know, that that crash we're talking about at the last podcast. It crashed and crashed on straightaway, but he was actually going pretty fast. He got double rutted <laughs> and he got shit whipped down and it separated his AC joint. 
yeah. in his shoulder. <clears throat> and it was like a right between a three and a four grade separation. And everyone thought his collarbone was broke. And he told me, he's like, Luke, oh. Be- Luke Beshin should be a doctor. I told him it was broke. Yeah. He said, everyone's telling him it's broke. Luke Beshin looked at it. He's like, ah, that might be like a three or four separation on the AC there. And, and Nick's like, well, I appreciate your optimism, but <laughs> <laughs> everyone else is telling me this thing shattered. So, but he actually drove all the way back to Rapid, came to the shop, dropped off my trailer because he was borrowing my big trailer. And then uh, we went and ate because he's like, if I get surgery, I'm, I'm going to have to have something in my stomach. <laughs> that's like, so, that's the exact opposite. Yeah. That's what they tell you. But he's like, I'm not going to the hospital and they're going to tell me I can't eat for tw- 12 hours or whatever. So we went and then he's like, should I go to the ER or should I go like the Sturgis because he's military. So go to the VA. So he drove back to Sturgis to the VA. Jeez. Yeah, so he's driving all over. He drove all the way back from uh, Bowman. Yeah. Yeah. I helped him load. And so thank you to Nick Weishire at Dakota Construction Works for all the help with my street racing. And I'm sorry that you hurt your shoulder. <laughs> I hope that fixes the last podcast because he was really mad at me. When, uh, when Nick got hurt, this is just Thomas being Thomas too. But like I'm like, all right, I'm going to help Nick load. See if he's okay to drive, you know. Yeah. We'll figure it out from there. So I'm like, Nick, where's this go? Just throw it there, blah, 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 pushing bikes in and stuff. There's Thomas over there, pressure washing bikes and stuff, and giggling and laughing, pressure washing. I'm like, hey, Thomas, we're trying to get this loaded. He goes like, nope, you don't want to put those in the camper dirty. And like, I'm like 90% sure Nick's collarbone's in half because there's a huge lump on it. It still has a huge lump. And I'm like, dude, that thing's freaking broke, right? And he's like, I heard a snap. I'm like, okay, well, it's broke. And Thomas is over there washing bikes, washing boots. We and I'm like, plenty of time. He's like, nope, nope. You don't want to put those in there dirty. Get dirt all over Gage's camper. I'm like, I think Gage will understand. I don't care. Yeah. Like, you know I me, mean? we've owned that thing since like 2009. And we've had plenty of dirty bikes in there. But yeah. Thomas, I appreciate you. You know, try to look out for me. Nope, gotta wash them off. I'm like, dude, star employee, right there. There you go, yeah. dude. Come on, Scotty from um, Billings. So from Hawaii. What? Oh, damn, yeah. you're born in Hawaii. Damn, yeah. son, Honolulu. Really? Yeah. What? The yeah. fuck? Yeah, I know. Are either your parents from there? No, they were visiting there. They eloped. Nice. Actually. Yeah, they're from. Um, Bowman, pretty much, from 16 miles south of Scranton. Okay. Farms pretty close to each other. So, dad's a pilot. They moved to Hawaii and then had me when they were 34. That's perfect, yeah. Yeah. And then brought you back to Montana. Yeah, so. Like, hey, like, we know you're born in paradise, but we're going to go back. Yeah, pretty shitty thing <laughs> thanks dad not bitter about it at all yeah. no, good good parents for the most part but they fucked that one up <laughs> the life trial they could have had yeah. you stole it from me oh, you'd yeah. be a surfer dude right now i don't know they got some pretty good red dirt over there though oh hell yeah yeah, yeah. well james carter was even saying they had like some super cross tracks and stuff in parts of the island oh yeah mm-hmm. okay so anyway anyway um so we have we still have that farm out there, and Grandpa was getting old, so that's why we moved back here. So I was only in Hawaii for like seven years, and then 
Billings, baby. Yeah. Wow, that was a jump. Yeah. You went from seven years old in Hawaii to Billings. Yeah. Billings. Yeah. Okay. Best town. Yeah. Do you remember a lot of Hawaii? Was it freaking awesome? I don't remember too much. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure it was. How many pairs of flip flops did you have? I didn't even <laughs> wear shoes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That was, I guess, that was a big thing when we moved here. Was getting me to wear shoes. Oh, really? Yeah. Because there's like snow. Yeah. In Billings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and needles. Yeah. And needles. And, and needles. Yeah. Talking about like crack needles. Oh yeah. Heroin. I heard it's getting bad. It's Jeremy, getting confirm. Bad. Yeah, like the I, I mean I've been living in Billings for like two years now, but like it's been about the past five years. Like it's bad. It's really bad. Billings is a big meth town, and like I don't know. I think our police is kind of useless. Like not ragging on police because I obviously support them, but I don't know. The statements they come out with is like, oh, we believe these two feuding groups are not gang affiliated. Well, that's usually what a gang is, is two groups or more yeah. shooting at each other. So, mm. yeah, pretty pretty big shithole. We got meth here, too. We had a slogan for it for yeah, a while. Yeah, your guys' town yeah. just looks a lot nicer. Meth, we're on it. <laughs> Fentanyl, apparently. Well, yeah. and even Adam was talking about how much more he's getting broke into and getting vehicles ransacked. He said that he had a vehicle out. It was nice vehicles all fixed. Everything's ready to go. The guys didn't pick it up. Next day comes in and they went to move it and it wouldn't start. Someone poked a hole in the gas tank yep. to drain the fuel on a perfectly good vehicle. Yep. Damn. They didn't try to steal it. Just poked a hole in the gas tank to drain the fuel out of it. Yep. Mm. Now, what kind of myth? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. But neither does stealing catalytic converters, even though those are worth a bit more money. But he got like, you know, maybe three or four gallons out of it. And actually maybe collected a couple, you know, like to, to ruin hundreds of dollars and the labor it takes to change a tank out anymore to, to get it like $10 worth of fuel. Like, come on. Well, that's like, you know, we, we give Scott shit for living in Bozeman because Bozeman's like really ritzy in our opinion. Ritzy? But yeah. Fancy? Like, fancy? like pinky up? Yeah. Like, yeah. Is it? That's a fact. Yeah. Bougie? Okay. It's bougie. That's why it's called Bose Angeles. <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, like, I don't know of hardly any crime that happens in Bozeman. Like, nothing like that Billings has. No. No, just girls breaking hearts. Yeah, that'll happen. Wow. <laughs> what do you do? What's the population up there? I don't even know. It's like a third of it's college kids, a third of it's retired people, and then the rest of us work. What's it <laughs> compared to Rapid? Oh, it's probably... Maybe two thirds the size. Okay. Oh, it's smaller. Maybe half. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it, Bozeman's a beautiful area, of course. Like you got mountains all sur- surrounding you. And it's bendy though. Is yeah, it's bendy. Yeah. Is it? It's oh, really yeah. bad. That's where the ranch is. No, the, the farm ranch is uh, like six, sixteen miles south of Scranton. Oh, okay. Next to Bowman. Oh, next to Bowman. Okay. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Where's John Dutton? Uh, he's probably back in his mansion somewhere. Yeah, but where is that place? Uh, I don't know exactly where the Yellowstone Ranch is. It's it's in between Bozeman and Butte, I thought, but I'm not for sure. I have and, no idea. Remind me, that's part of my tire popper. I don't know. Never been there. Okay. Yeah. That's so what do you uh, do now, Scotty? Electrician. Oh, nice. Yep. How long have you been doing that? Um, seven years. Nice. Commercial or residential? Everything. Everything? Right now, we do high-end residential mostly. Yeah, okay. bougie houses. Yep. 
bougie houses. Nice. nice. Pretty pretty crazy. That's what Thomas did before he started working for me, but he did get certified at, you know, down in Arizona, uh, what's it, MTI? What's it called? MMI. MMI. That's what it is, yeah. yeah. So he got certified in all the brands there, but then he left there and his dad was the electrician, so he just followed suit, got his journeyman's, and then was doing that. Then he's actually in between jobs and was helping me out. He's like, man, I'd love to work here. And I was like, yeah, I just can't afford you. And when we started doing numbers and he, with him helping, even I was turning a lot more stuff out. And I was like, well, maybe we could make this work. And yeah, he's been working for me over a year now. So it's been working out. But, yeah. Hell yeah. But do you enjoy that? Yeah, I do. For yeah. now. It's, you know, everything, like everything, it has its days. But it has its chapters, yeah. Yeah. No, we're pretty, we've got good freedom. So I'm sure you're busy as hell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's your wife, dude? She is, she jumps around a lot, but right now she's a recruiter for software engineers. Recruiter for software engineers? Yeah. For who? Who she try to get engineers for? Or is it like a, they basically, when someone needs an engineer, they, yeah. It's like a third party deal? Yep. Yeah, exactly. okay. Exactly. So they'll just have random companies and she just scrolls LinkedIn all day. No shit. Yep. Which software is like a big thing up in Bozeman. I didn't know this, but there's a lot of people that are involved in software sales and all that up in that area. It's one of the college's big things, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. What college is there? I don't know. What's it called up there? Is it MSU? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Logan went there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like Montana State, is that what we're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. back in the day, didn't they build a huge track out there like Red Bull or Yeah, Red Monster? Bull came in yeah, and designed Bull. Then they were having a wheelie competition, and a kid broke his femur. And in uh, the wheelie competition, yeah. yeah. And the ranch owners, like, and it wasn't even legit. It was like a couple buddies. And then the ranch owner, like, they tried suing, and then the ranch owners were like, "Nope, done. Yep, yep, Jack's gone." So now there's not. Because I heard that Red Bull spent like big money up there to get that going. Yeah, because I always yeah. want to go up and see that track. Yeah, I really said when it was first done, it was like immaculate. Yeah, it was a pretty cool place. You, you saw it. Yeah. It's sick. Yeah. Race there a couple times. It no was, shit. Yeah. There's, dude, like Will saw too, which is only like 45 minutes outside of Bozeman. They just, family won the lottery or the grandpa died. I forget what exactly happened, but they built a MX tracks, came out and built a huge, nice facility out there. And I think Jeremy's been out there a few times. Yeah, and it's just, every time. it had so much potential. And then, I don't know, I just went another. Good track gone bad story. Yeah, it, and it, it's not a bad layout. Like, they kept the actual layout most the same, but they just changed up the track to where it just lost its flow. Mm. Um, you know, not trying to bag on those guys too bad because, you know, they are uh, quite a ways away from any water supply and stuff like that. But but still, yeah, it kind of sucks. The track is still good. It's something to go ride, but at the same time, it wasn't what it was when they got it fully built. Yeah. So... Are you leaving, Drew? It's your bedtime? Get that big pro class tomorrow. I gotta go steal some money. See you, Adam. See you, Drew. See you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what were we saying? Oh, God damn. <laughs> oh, good heavens. Yeah. Oh, good heavens. Donovan, did you ever get to Bozeman? Uh, no. Not to Bozeman. I think the. Do you hate your microphone? You want a different one? You want, did, Drew, uh, you want Drew Spot? No, I'm good. I did uh, Baker, Montana, and I did uh, Mile City. Mile City. Mile City was fun. Yeah. Back when 
Rick Dittis used to do it. Yeah. Baker was a lot of fun, too. Back Mass City's there. fun now. Baker was sick. Yeah. I haven't seen that track yet. So yeah, that's fun now. It, last one, I only raced it once, but they had that, like, big cut bank right mm-hmm. by the parking lot. Oh, yeah. And it was just a berm. And, like, you could hit that thing as fast as you wanted and just shot you out of there. That was... That was an awesome track. I think that was one of my first memories of Donovan. He was like out there in sea practice or something. <laughs> and he was like, you're like, seven, get dirty. <laughs> he's like 751 or whatever number you had. Uh, 733. 733. And he's fucking white bike just around the outside <laughs> wide open. <laughs> Fuck. Who is this guy? Yeah. Well, and was it like uh, after the Bozeman track got shut down, Livingston got shut down too yeah. shortly after? That's like right when I moved there too. Yeah. Yeah, because I. I never got to ride any of those tracks, but I hear both Bozeman and Livingston were just amazing tracks to be at. And we have more tracks in Montana now, too, but, I mean, they're still, I don't know, they're not as nice as some of them. I haven't been to all of them, obviously, so I can't talk too much shit, but still, I mean, it's very rare that nowadays, especially, it seems like you once you get a good track, it's only a matter of time before, like, it just starts trickling down, going downhill. I think Clint was talking about this a little bit too. With there was like one series at one time, and then everybody butt heads, and now there's like three different series. Yeah, and there's just no point go to South Dakota or North Dakota to race dirt bikes. It became yeah. a money thing. Yeah, it really did. And uh, that's so that's, weird because we have like no tracks. Yeah, yeah, and your guys's moto scene is insane. It's it's like what we were talking about today. Like the moto scene over here. Like there's so many people that ride, but there's nowhere to ride. It's so crazy. How many people are riding here and there's no tracks? Yeah. Well, I think some of it comes back to the energy and people that want to give back. Like even this podcast, you know, we're trying to do something to entertain people that are in, in this industry, you know. Um, you know, we mentioned like Dalton or, you know, different people throughout the, the night and it keeps them interested, keeps them. Is little Dalton racing tomorrow? Do I don't know how his arm is. I'm not really still, sure. I was still broken. I wasn't sure if he was back yet or not. Remember. That wasn't that long ago. That was at the fair. Yeah. So like a good month and a half. Yeah. But, you know, it's like even with the shop, you know, like we're, we're trying to help people out, trying to keep people out there. I, I know what it's like to be poor boy racing, you know, and if we had someone that donated something or if I have some old stuff, you know, giving away some set of gloves or an old set of goggles to someone that they don't have any or they're tore up pretty bad, it's like, yeah, I mean, you know. We want to see people out there, and we want to try to give back and, and make the sport better. I mean, that's I knew that starting the shop was never going to be a multi-million dollar idea, but if we can keep people in the industry, keep people wanting to ride, keep them, you know, doing something outdoorsy, it's way better than sitting inside and playing Xbox all night every night. So, right. <laughs> oh yeah. Scott, when did you first start riding? I got a dirt bike for my 16th birthday. Also oh, 16. Yeah. Wow. Pretty late. Yeah. Pretty late. Do you think that helped you out, or was it big? Do you think it? I think that's way worse. Roadblocks. Yeah, yeah I think I think, I think big, that's worse. Big roadblocks. I my first my very first race was a Bowman indoor race in 2010. <laughs> 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 <Tommy>. <laughs> Bowman yeah. indoor races are pretty aggressive. Yeah, yeah. I broke my kneecap. Oh, okay. oh damn! I was doing a skim in the top of tabletops, and I had no fucking business to be doing that, <laughs> and didn't have knee braces because I didn't know about knee braces or knee pads protection, or anything. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. And front wheels. It comes in the pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So rough start to racing there. But were damn. you there when Justin ate that fence? At the fence, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> Those marks are. St- I was in that building like 
two two and a half years ago. Those marks are still there. Yeah, oh, Justin shit. ate that fence hard. Yeah, that was. I'm sure Donovan has stories about that track too. Oh, so yeah, many. I, people. When you guys are talking about how Nick drove, although that was my last accident, as I rode all the way from Bowman with a broken collarbone all the way back to Ooh, Rapid. Holy cow! Remember that race? Wow. Yeah, hand came off in the whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Those were whoops too. Yeah, when Rick did built a track, it was a track. I mean, his There's whoops no were joke. massive. You showed up ready to ride. If you were off your A game, he's like, well, I'll sit, sit at the sidelines tonight. <laughs> yeah. You remember that finish line of that one? It took me all – I did not want to hit that thing. Yeah. And no, it I was – like, you thought you were going to hit the rafters. And the he landing – He built several like that. Oh, well, you had a like duck. really peaky. Yeah, yeah, and the landing was straight down, and I remember I was like, I'm not hitting this. And that's when Mason Olsen started racing in A class, and he just goes out there and hits it and makes it look like nothing. I'm like – God dang it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where it all started for Donnie. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's doing something. I got to yeah. do it So now. then obviously you're like, well, I got to do it. And so I went out. First, I, I think it was first moto. Or maybe it was practice. I don't remember. But I only got like three laps in. My hand popped off. Whoop section, mid whoop. And next thing I know, I was on a buck and bronc. And I was <laughs> just. <laughs> well, half the whoops were like one side was right next to the steel fence. And then the other side was the next section. Yeah, every oh, time. So no yeah. escape. If you, you can't s- get out. No, the no middle lane at all. Yeah, and can't get out of it. Arena was so small. That is but. always a rule for me. Is I pick a side of the whoops. I never try to go down the center. I'm always on the side. That in case you, you got to. Yeah, in case you get western, you just jump on out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when you have fence on one side and oncoming yeah. traffic on the other, you're like, well, this is what we're doing, boys. Right. <laughs> yeah. What happened to Mason Olson? I'm not sure. Whatever. Happened. I think he's still in prison. Oh, shit. Oh, wow, that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah. He, I was a well, talented sure. kid. He was. Yeah. Damn, son. But uh, I, I heard he's doing well. Um, but yeah, In prison? Yeah. I, got, I, I guess he's still incarcerated. But. You should fire up some pen pals or something. Yeah, I mean, the kid was very talented. The kid had a lot of speed. Um, him and his brother, Tyler, both were doing really well. But uh, you know, I hope best for the family and everything because uh, they're good kids, but... Went down a bad path and things happened. But I also remember in uh, in Bowman, I don't, it had been pretty early. The you know the Simonowskis. Oh yeah, yeah they were racing, and uh, I don't remember which one it was, but I had crashed and hit my noggin pretty good, so I was kind of like seeing stars, and I was somehow riding still, and I didn't know where I was or nothing, and I literally watched him grab a handful of throttle kind of off the step on step off and there was a berm coming and he just launched the berm and his brother was coming around the backside oh, and just no. just cleaned his brother out and oh. i was like holy smokes <laughs> At that point, i'm just sitting there like seeing tweety birds still riding around on my bike and, is this oh, happening yeah, Good heavens. it was insane <laughs> Did you remember when they did a pit bike race up there and travis leone borrowed brandon woodhead's bike and launched it into the crowd I don't remember that one. Yeah, he launched it and it landed in the crowd. Like the bike and him <laughs> were in the benches because he launched off the corner and over the fence and into the crowd. Holy wow. cow. There was one year where somebody put a bike into like the concession stand too. Holy really? Because he like build the berms up. <laughs> Sounds like chaos. Oh my God. <laughs> well, there literally was no room. The dirt was against the railing. Like, wow. Like it, it was smaller than Billings. Oh, that's pretty small. Yeah. Huh? It was wow, tiny. Rick Dittis could build a track though. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah he sure. didn't. He didn't make no wussy track. <laughs> <laughs> mean yeah. business, boys. I don't yeah. care how much room yeah. we have. Yeah. And you you boys are doing whoops. You don't complain. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go build them up. His whoops are massive. Yeah, yeah. and his jumps it's like twelve feet apart, eight feet deep. I think yeah. he used to do the actual Billings outdoor supercross too. Yeah, he did the outdoor that prep. Was yeah, upright until COVID, ha- or they tore that building down. Like, yeah, it? they tore the grandstands down. Yeah, I love their excuse with that one. Oh, we're gonna build bigger ones or better ones or whatever. It's a fucking parking lot now. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, huh? Yeah, so no more outdoor arena cross. Now we're stuck with the tiny-ass metro arena cross. Which, Like, the metro's fine, but it's like it's just a little bit too small to have something like that's really competitive. Like, when all those out-of-state guys came and raced, it was just like, I Pictures make it look big. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, big ceiling. It yeah. looks huge yeah. in the pictures. Yeah. It looks like, like a professional stadium. Yeah. yeah like Ron a, was sending me pictures of him, like, up in the bleachers. I'm like... How fucking big is this place? Yeah, or like when I was, so, was sending you guys pictures of like I sent you yeah. guys one where I was sitting, standing down on the floor. There's no dirt in there. And then I sent one where I'm at the top of the bleachers looking down and the equipment looks tiny. Yeah. And the second you put one jump in, you're like, well, there went a third of the stadium. Wow. I think uh, what Peterson racing over in, you know, yeah. it used to Brookings. be in Brookings and now it's in Sioux Falls. That I would say that's identical to... Um, how tight it is? Yeah, because it is. Brookings was real tight. Like, to pass somebody over there, you'd cleaned them out. Like, <laughs> that's just how yeah. it happened. Is that the one that all the fights were at? They had, like, a separate building for fighting people? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You literally went from the race <laughs> building to the ice skating rink where you parked. <laughs> <laughs> and they had people chasing each other with hammers yeah. over there, like, honest, actual Holy hammers, shit, and were trying to beat each other down. It was gnarly. It's this fucking motor And usually it was, it's November over there. It's usually Thanksgiving weekend. And I remember wrecking, going across parking lot to the next building because it would be a sheet of ice. Oh. You just come out that building, just... <laughs> <laughs> So, Jesus. Accidentally uh, took two guys out in one corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they were stoked, right? Yeah, I had a picture of it where I came in to block past the one guy who was block passing the next guy. <laughs> and I pushed him into the next guy, cleaned his front out, and he's like running after me as he's falling down. I'm just like, I accidentally took that guy out two years in a row, so he does not like me. <laughs> Didn't Greg Hermanson, he was doing well in one of them, then like crashed really bad and like knocked himself? Yeah. Yeah. I ended going in like a single into the whoops or something like that. I, yeah. A rhythm section or something. But he, I remember him telling me a story and he's like, Yeah, I was not in the same place I started. That's a tough race down there. That was one of the races I've ever gone to. And I, you got not, guys coming from Iowa. Yeah. You get guys. I didn't qualify. Minnesota. Really? Got, yeah, I went down there, and there is like, like I said, people when they pass you, they just clean you out, and you're like, well, that was cool. And <laughs> there goes the rest of the yeah, night. Cody yeah. Gilmore still show up and just lap everybody. I don't understand, but that guy had talent. Yeah. I've never raced the one in Sioux Falls. That one looks cool, but never made it back down. Yeah, Dustin Peterson does a pretty good job with those. And he makes it a show. I mean, yeah. he really does make it a show. And that's, I think, a lot of, you know, Ford GMX does a good job, but I think a show would make it that much better. Well, it's like even at Deadwood, you know, they made with the music and the hype, and it makes the event feel bigger than what it is. And that's what people enjoy, especially the racers. You know, like, you get there and you're like, we're in it now, boys. We're in big boys. You know, like, yeah. it just makes you feel like you're going to push that little bit extra because you feel like it's something bigger than what it is. 
Well, that's like what I tried to accomplish with my race too, is like, I didn't want it to be just an average local race. Cause people get tired of that every now and again. It's like, if you make it an event, like whether yeah. you did well or whether you did shitty, I was a part you, of it. I was a part of it. You can say you had fun doing something else. And I like well, all the chances to win all that money too. Like with the lit kit, of, you know, and all that stuff, like, Somebody could have shit results and like they win two hundred bucks off a of lick kit. Yeah. My weekend's made. Yeah. You know? Just that little the little stuff like that. Well it's a memory they're gonna carry with them and it's gonna be something that stood out. It's not just another race. Right. Like this was an interesting part of the journey that I was on. Do you right. guys like when they announce the pro dudes? Do you like getting announced at the beginning of your race? At where? Any race. I think it's cool. Not like yeah. sitting on the gate when they do it for pro guys and like one yeah. at a time and you do a lap. Yeah. I like yeah, that too. That's, that's better than just announcing them like sitting there. Yeah. Like I, you can't do it for every class, but I, I think it's sweet for pro class. I think yeah. when you're on the gate, you're so already in your head. You don't want to like do some weird wave like, hey, you know, yeah, it's, it's nice to get a little sight lap and kind of see where the slick spots might yeah, be. Yeah, man. And if you can like half ass wheelie the straightaway, like the crowd gets stoked. Stop on a jump and rev the bike. A little yeah, bit. dude, they or love that. Yeah, really through a set of whoops. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's, yeah. That's I don't know what the heel clicker, like, Scotty heel clicker. Yeah. You know oh, they yeah. they like that. Yeah. that. They like that. But I think they're Donovan like, knew exactly where yeah. I was going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most embarrassing thing you'll do ever on a dirt bike. But then he went out and won it so with a bent set of bars. Yeah. So you that have, you have to go out and win it oh. at that point. Yeah. I think that's still Ryan's profile picture. Though. Oh, it is. It will. <laughs> it's such be, a crazy yeah. picture because your back wheel's not touching the ground. Yeah, nothing's touching the ground. Ed, I can't believe she got that picture. It's so it's awesome. Just, just like, I think that, I that got Co- it. I was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That, that was Cody Grable that got yeah. that, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. But the cool thing about where, like, the pros get announced and stuff is, like, so you watch the pros on TV, and, like, to me, even though I've been to those races and – I've even gotten to shake the hand of some of those pros and actually get to to talk to them for a second. It's still not as tangible, I guess you could say, as like if it's like a local race. Like, I don't know, for instance, like how I was saying how uh, people were asking if Donnie was going to come to my race and they didn't even know his name. They just knew him by like his gear, like what he was wearing and stuff. And, like, there's something tangible to that because that little kid, like, yeah, he might look up the Tomac or Roxon on the TV, but... If he can actually like reach out and touch one of these guys that's racing pro, like it's there's something tangible to that, you know, and it makes it even more special for those people. Well, I think each one of us at some point had a pro that we looked up to, whether yeah. it be oh, yeah. you know Ladner or even Greg's dad. Yeah. I mean Al, Al Hermanson was a part of the scene for a long time, longer than majority of the people that ever raced, and even your dad, Donovan. I mean. There's yeah. times I was like, man, Lee's really hauling today. And <laughs> that's pretty cool. I mean, you look up to different people, you know, throughout your riding career. And if it's a local pro or someone that you know it's even in a class above you that you're like trying to see what they're doing and how they're doing it, I think it means a lot. I think that's why you should hype them up more. Something to yeah, give them that, uh, that one lap announcing. Brookings yeah. did, instead of announcing everybody, like in the pro class, I can remember like they would go – find like the fastest people or whatever through the like certain classes so like in brookings they would shut all the lights off they say the national anthem and they'd have like it's just like supercross they'd have fireworks little fireworks and like little fire and they'd have a guy up in the crowd come down guy i got they asked me to go out and do a lap in the dark while the spotlight was it was cool like they made like a show out of it yeah they had little kids out there too waving like 
Hmm. I don't know. It's just an idea. I thought that was you that know, could back go off day. like your heat race too. You know, since it's yeah. heat race yeah. main event, like you could do your top five from your heat race. Yep. Well, and that might make like your guys's night too. Like just that feeling of being like almost like the center of attention. Yep. You know, like that could make your night more than your race results might. Mm-hmm. So. I, I did pitch the idea of flamethrower boxes. I'll even like buy a black cat throw it out there <laughs> can you imagine that conversation with the horse people afterwards oh my god yeah i did pitch the um torches flamethrowers you know yeah. and it did not get shot down actually they're like yeah buy them really yeah but i can't run a camera and flamethrowers at the same time and announce and announce but i did Ooh, i did find a gun from the boring company that's a flamethrower gun Takes like one of those camper bottle propane bottles on it, and literally the f- fucking gun you're walking around. Wake the crowd up! Six hundred dollars though. We're gonna need some more sponsors. God damn! Shout out to Elon. Shout out to yeah. Elon. Born yeah. Company. That reminds me, you're supposed to. So, um, if you want to sponsor me a uh, six hundred dollars for this flamethrower, I'll straight up go get it. I just get like a wheat burner and. I got one of those yeah. with the yeah. propane tank. I got a weed yeah. burner. Wonder how that'd go because it's like no gas in the building. It's a fire issue. And then here's me with a flamethrower gun. Minor details. Yeah. We'll write four GMX on the dirt and light it on fire like they do in Supercross. That would be pretty sweet. That would be sweet. I think Robert, Robert would be pumped on that. Yeah, they liked the flamethrower idea, but I just can't run all that. Well, isn't that. It's just like a powder that they light, isn't it? The yeah. flamethrower? No, the stuff on the ground for yeah. the sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. That would be cool. You could turn the lights down and light it up. Right before your pro class. Oh, my God. Scott Nelson. Round two. <laughs> round two for GMX is going to be freaking sweet. So you got DJ confused. Is he locked in or no? No. The problem is the space. Mm-hmm. Don't know where to put him. He's got speakers, doesn't he? he just yeah, but there. you're going to want to use the... Because I think, don't quote me on this because I'm not a DJ, but I think you can set it up so your microphone has priority. So if you're not talking, the music's at a certain level, and then when a microphone kicks in, it auto-kicks that music down a little bit so the microphone has louder priority than the So when you and Mike are music. talking, yeah. that's how the BMC is too. It is, it's either, is it auto? Does it automatically do it or does someone turn it down? No, it automatically does it. Right. Yeah. So you need to be on the same system. There, Gage's hey. tech tip. Oh, shit. Scotty, what else? We went down a rabbit hole. You're an electrician. Your wife's doing fancy shit for the bougie people of Bowman. Yep. Bozeman. 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 God, close. Same close. thing, yeah. really. Three kids? Yep. Two girls and a boy, I'm guessing? Yep. Ten, five, and two. Yep. Man, look at me listening. <laughs> impressive thank you scott is the definition of a nine to fiver just goes and works his ass off and then just goes gun races i don't work very hard though (laughs) he's just Just hanging out in mansions and bozeman all day yeah it's like joel was saying i just go there and play on my phone and then go (laughs) (laughs) oh shit it's time to go huh yeah (laughs) oh shit what else scotty how'd you meet your wife oh facebook 
Really? Yeah. Like you yeah. started chatting her up? Yeah, straight up. You slid, you're like, hey, you're pretty cute? Yeah, she sent me a friend request, and then I liked all her pictures. <laughs> oh, it's old school. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing romantic. <laughs> <laughs> Going down the pictures. I'm How did that start? Heart. She's like, I see you liked all my pictures. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, because she used to be best friends with my ex. Oh, yeah. So That'll happen. Yeah. It yeah. Nice. I don't know. Huh. It worked out. How long you guys been married then? Five years. Nice. Yeah. Where'd you get married? Hawaii. Everything goes back to Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. What happened? <laughs> I don't Sounds know. like that's home. Yeah. Yeah, we like to go back. So does anyone run the, is it a ranch or a farm or both? My grandpa lives out there. We, oh, okay. We were hobby farmers for a while. So my dad work his real job and then I'd spend summers in yeah. North Dakota, South Dakota. It's on the state line. So Nice. Yeah. It's fun. Hobby farming. Yeah. Now it's just all leased out, so we don't right. do anything but complain about people. Sounds like a good spot for a track. There's a track out there, actually. <sighs> Get some. It used to be on a South Dakota series at one point, but that was probably a long That time was ago. a while ago, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like decent track, though, if they put it on a series, right? For back then, for the yeah. 70s, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Like one jump. Didn't have jumps back in the day. It's basically Mandan. Yeah. Probably two, two jumps at Mandan. <laughs> Dirt's not that good out there. Oh yeah. A lot more rocks too. That is some yeah. chocolate cake. That dirt looks like this table. Yeah. I don't have anything else for you, Scotty. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have anything else. It for sounds you like guys. you, m- you miss Hawaii. I miss Hawaii. I like racing South Dakota because the moto scene's better. Appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate. Can agree with that. All you guys doing your shit. Gage with everything he's done for the local area for GMX 10 years. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty good, cool. right? Yeah. Has it yeah. already been 10 years? Yeah, yeah, this is the 10th year. It's the 10th season. That's what I'm saying, Donnie. We got to light some shit on fire, dude. Holy cow. <laughs> I'm old. Seriously, we need $600 for flamethrower guns. If you're listening to this, find me tomorrow. You're supposed to get me that sponsorship list. So, what sponsorship list? To sponsor the show. I'm supposed to give you the list? Yeah. Well, the price sheet of what it is to sponsor. I've sent it to you already. Yeah, I lost it. You did not. You declined. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck <laughs> you. Broke as shit. <laughs> fuck you. I'm doing a race. <laughs> That's what you said. Yeah. No, I'll send it to you again. Okay. At the bottom, I must be sending people the wrong copy because on my like packages for sponsorships, at the bottom it says 20000 and <laughs> it just says you get it all. <laughs> <laughs> Some smart-ass well, thing you typed and forgot to delete or No, what? I... I tried to send it to people, and I think I sent them the wrong one because it's not on there. And I'm like, dang it, dude. I can't believe no one's bid on that. 20 grand, you get it all. Six microphones, sweet table, TV, everything in here. You can have my jersey making stuff. Donnie, you in? I'll start saving. 20 grand? Gage? Well, I was going to say, Donnie, he's got to go down his honeymoon first. Got to oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Maybe when you get back. I'm still looking for sponsors so I can go racing <laughs> next year. It's tough, man. I mean, tires are expensive. Keep, I got the bikes paid for. It's just tires. Keep squeezing these local guys, and they keep giving. Shout out to them. Yeah, no. Honestly, I couldn't, couldn't have done it this year without them. So, Jeremy, you got a, tire pop, a static collective tire popper? Uh, static, co- static collective.com. Come, come back to me. Go. I thought you had one. I, I do, but I lost, lost it. it. Yeah, Scotty. Ooh, Scotty did have one. Ooh, I, I did. Yeah. I've calmed down a little bit. 
But no, get, do, get back in there. Get back in there. So I was going to tear into like 50 parents, but I think we covered that enough. Oh, well, we can go over one time. <laughs> get in there, dude. There's always more to go around. I don't want to fuck those people up. <laughs> oh, hit and just let my son beat them all. Ooh, there you go. No. Um, dude, like these kids that have so much talent in the B class or they'll sit in the C class because they're chasing Loretta's, but they're like 17, 18 years old. Like, I like, like, you respect the hell out of Odlin and the guys like Peters that have gone pro at like 13 or however old he was. I just wish more kids would do that. Well, Donovan, what were you pro at 14? Donovan, yeah, right when I went, turned 14, but eight. Donnie doesn't count. <laughs> that was before your time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree 100% with you. That would be mine too, because like, I, nothing against chasing Loretta's or nothing. It's just, I mean, why not just go chase a pro card instead? I just, I can't imagine it would be less fun to like sit in Z class and chase. You can't, oh, I can't do this local race because I'd have to ride C. I can't imagine it'd be more fun to chase Loretta's and go through all that bullshit. Because even if you get to Loretta's, your family spent what ten grand for you to get there, right? So now all this pressure's on you. Like at least wouldn't it be way more fun to like be Drew Odlin and he's sixteen now, but he went. Fi- Pro at fifteen, like you just Drew just got two grand from a race that he didn't even get first in every class. Like that's so cool. Right. Like, wouldn't you way rather do that? Oh yeah, I, I mean, I would well, that, And the problem is, a lot of times these kids aren't racing local races because they're trying to save up for these big ones. And it's like you could gain so much more race experience by being racing, but they can't because one, they can't be in the classes they need to be to be competitive or have people to compete against. And two, they're trying to save money, so they're not going to local races because they got to make that money to go to the big races. So it's almost like a double hit. You know, you're not getting experience, the race experience that you need, and yet you're not racing as people that you're competitive with. So you're over, you're just going out and wire to wire, and you're not learning anything either. You're not learning those passing moves. Uh, you know, so yeah. it's tough for yeah. sure. Nothing against it. I mean, like that's cool, but like the kids that are already gonna go somewhere in like a racing career already have a factory ride that are racing Loretta's like they've been chosen from the very beginning. Like, yeah, they're already on a different level. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're either going to make it or not. I feel like you watch those videos, like people straight out, like older professionals will say, yeah, some of these people have it. Most of them don't like, I mean, you might get three riders out of the Loretta's like that. I mean, well, and you hear a bunch of uh, old pros too, they, I mean, a few of them, like, will admit, like, yeah, I went to Loretta's. I, I, I did that journey, and they're like, I did absolutely trash, but look at me now. Like, yeah. McGrath is a really good example. I mean, he did absolutely garbage at Loretta's when he was younger, yep. and he's a, he's the king of Supercross. Like, yeah. like, the whole thing of this Loretta's deal of it's the end-all, be-all of your amateur racing career is such bullshit. Like, the whole amateur racing scene, I think, is honestly a little bit of bullshit, too, because these families spend an ungodly amount to go ride these tracks. On a 50. The kid's yeah, on a seven 50. years old, and it's like, or they, that, you know, that means nothing 10 years from now yeah. when he's 17. Yeah, and, and I get it. It's money. You can't take it with you when you die. I understand all that, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, at the same point, it's like, there is other things you can be doing at your local level or your state, your, just your statewide level that will make you a better writer, better person. And 
maybe you do go somewhere after all of that, but it's like when supporting the local scene means a lot too. It does. You know, I mean, everybody bitches about all these tracks is being shut down. It's like, yeah, because you guys are traveling to other states to ride a race on a professional level. That's why your local tracks are getting shut down. Yeah. And then I feel like a lot of those kids too, they'll come out and by the time they actually are done chasing Loretta's, they'll go race pro class for like a race or two and then you never see them again. Yeah. And it's weird. And it's like the longevity would have been there. Yeah. I feel if they had just jumped right in and raced with the boys. There's so much that goes into all of it. Like, you know, injuries and, you know, just, but that's when people like, well, I went to Loretta's, but I was injured or this or that, this happened. And I get it. I mean, we all have dealt with it. But you think every single kid on that gate has dealt with an injury. There's no one at Loretta's that's gotten there or any professional race that, well, I've never been hurt. (laughs) This has been a clean slate all the way here. You know? Oh, that's crazy. It's weird. You got into dirt bikes because they were fun. You should just go ride with the boys. Yeah. That's the whole reason you started riding. Exactly. Yeah. And And there's local places that are willing to pay you if you win that race. Just like what we we're talking about with fair races, go race a fair right, race. dude. Go race a couple of fair races. You might end up with ten grand over a couple months. Fun fact: they'll still let you try to get into a national or a supercross if you didn't go to Loretta's. Yeah, they'll still let you. you yeah, try. you don't. You you need a pro card, not a Loretta's card. Right. They're handing those out these days. Yeah. yeah Hell yeah. Shit. But then again, props to the people that can afford and 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 do dedicate and you know. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, no- yeah, I'm not no. knocking it if For that's sure. what you want to chase, but it, it's just like. There's a point where you have to draw a line in the sand of like, look, this really isn't going to happen for you. Like, I hate to crush your dreams, but look at the big picture here. You're 18 years old and you're trying to do 250 C class and you ain't doing shit. Like, let's just be straight up honest. Okay, think about this. Who else is 18 years old? Jet Lawrence. Yeah. 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 What's crazy? Look at the 450 top guys. They're either my age, slightly younger. Or like Marvin's, what, 34 or something like that? Something like that. Yeah, he's old. He's that old? Yeah, he's, I thought he was like 32. Uh, he's up in his 30s a little bit. Mm. Yeah. He's no Brayton. Yeah. I mean, like, you're, he's no you're, Chad Reed. your window in a professional seat in motocross is real, real short. I mean, right. Oh, yeah. If you don't have a, a pro contract by the time you're 16, you're, you're done. Yeah. You're not making it. I mean, unless there's just like some wild scenario where you're 18 and you come out of the pro scene to start lighting the world on fire which is one in a million chance i feel like oh they would have found you by now exactly so like that's the thing to touch on like these kids that are just keep trying for loretta's and they're trying and trying and they're sandbagging this class because they feel like they can't race any other classes because of loretta's like just be real with yourself like it's okay that it's not gonna happen for you like, you can still do great things. And have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, you, and build that fun back, too. Because, like, if you haven't gone to Loretta's and won a title by the time you're, you know, a little guy, or even if you're 16 to 18 or whatever, by that time you're treating moto like a job, and we all know how jobs get. There's days where you love it, and there's days where it's like, you don't really want to fucking be here. Yeah, that goes that goes back to Scotty's point, too, that they're all burnt out from the Loretta's run. Yeah. So yeah, then exactly they right. can ride pro, but they, they're just done riding. They, they quit having fun. The fun's left. Yeah. You know? That's where I feel like you getting a late start, too. It, I, you know, you say it might have hindered you, but in the end, oh, definitely. it might, well, it might have Not in you, some Scotty, ar- me too. areas. But still, I mean, if you were, like, growing up into it and that's 
all you did was just race from the time you were able to swing a leg over a bike till the time you're 29, like our age, like you might've just spent that whole time doing all of that and you're burnt out. Where if you started at 16 or 18 or whatever age you want to start at, you might not be as burnt out. I, I get mean, your point, but it looks like it'd be fun to ride like Donovan. Yeah. I think Donovan's that is a good example. That looks fun. Yeah. That looks fun to do. Yeah. Not so much the bike getting ran over a bunch. That's a little yeah. depressing, but like everything else, I'm like, that looks like it'd be fun to be doing that. I think that goes back to like the 50 parenting though. I feel like, I mean, I have no form if you really look at me. I mean, like, <laughs> you say you have no form, if but you you're look super at, like, smooth. If you look at the people that are like, you got to have your elbows up. What If you find a picture of me in a corner, my <laughs> elbows are up. <laughs> that's pretty rare. I'm usually hammering down, <laughs> dragging a foot, like... But you make it look real, real good. You kind of have your own form, Donnie. Yeah. Oh. But, yeah, I was, I, think I was just being fortunate to have an attractor ride, and, like, my dad just let me ride. He wasn't, like, pressuring you or anything no. like that. Yeah. I mean, he would, he would race me. I mean, that was what he rode with me. Right. His so. dad was a great rider. He could build a hell of a track, too. Yeah. Jesus. He does, yeah. Jesus, he's good in a skiddy. I was thinking if you're, I think, I don't know, excited about it and love it. I mean, I'm still 44 years old and I still get excited about racing, you know, dirt, street, whatever. I mean, I'm in the street right now, (laughs) but no, (laughs) dirt, I still like going to these indoors. I get like almost emotional sometimes, you know, watching some music. I was calling you last, last weekend. Like, Hey, we're riding. And I already made plans. I made plans. He's like, no, we're going on a street bike ride. But the thing, I still love it. I still enjoy it. I know. I understand what Gage is saying. I can't even, for me, just to go watch. I am like shaking. I'm like, I'm not even racing, but I'm nervous watching my fellow racers, and I'm just like, I'm scared for them. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm cheering them on. Like, that was a good pass. Or yeah, yeah, you're you're more of a nervous wreck when you're just watching. Yeah, I don't know. What it, it's like I'm. <laughs> Well, when you watch someone set something up and it works, you're like, oh, that was golden. Like, yeah. I, I, I and you know what that, that feeling is yeah. like, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll watch a C-class, and I'm, like, covering my eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. The dreaded split them, and the guy in the middle jumps. Oh, oh yeah. my God, dude. Especially when they're already coming over the landing, and the guy is, like, hitting the face. Yep. yep. And they're just coming over the landing, like, he's going to split it. Yep. Everything looks so much worse from the crowd, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Why do they all air boner too? It's because we're not that far along. Probably. Yeah, they don't know body position when you go off a jump. God, it scares me. Well, it feels it's protected like, back here. If your like, face is leading it, it's like that's the first thing that's going like to hit. Yeah. Ronnie or if Mac, your face is back here, it's like, well, the, everything else is going to hit before I do. It's like right. Ronnie Mac double, land. Ronnie Mac double. And I'm like, oh my God. Not everybody can drop a front wheel like you and Hanson. Dude, that was cool. <laughs> First, when I figured that out, Scotty scared the shit out of me. Yeah. yeah it's awesome. Donnie, do you have static collective tire poppers? Staticcollective.com. Can I jump on Scott's bandwagon? Cause no. No. We need a bigger, healthier pro class. That's all we're saying. Yeah. Come on, kids. I think so, back too. Back in the day, it used to be like you actually had to qualify for pro classes. Yeah. I remember you had to like point out. Just cut half the B class, the half that like holds their line and doesn't. Kill themselves. There you go. Just scooch them up. Scott, yeah, Scott, absolutely. Scott, I fall into that realm. I don't want to go up yet. <laughs> You've already you already went up, dude. Call Joel. Nope. Is Joel up, you think? I'm going to text him right now. If he's up, we're calling him. If he texts me back. No, he's going to take my pit spot away. <laughs> you can't park with us. I'm going to text him right now. Uh, 
Gage Tire Popper. Gage, you have stack collector tire popper? Yeah, like when I'm talking and trying to like make an apology and people cut me off mid sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Under time too. <laughs> nah, it was it, we had a lot of fun here. I'm glad to be here tonight. Good times. And we thought you forgot about us. I didn't forget. I it's night before race. We were super busy. I understand. No, yeah. we're not mad. I was just like old Gage fucking broke the streak. No, we're still here. Not yet. Not yet. He's Jer- got one more than me because he did the Mother's Day, and that was oh, all yeah, women yeah. and him. So You were still there. You my were wife the was background. there. My wife was there in my presence. <laughs> You're in the background. He's in the background. Yeah, tools. running an impact gun. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, did you think of one? Oh, yeah. Uh, this is like, a, it's not like a whole broad spectrum. It's more of an individual kind of point of view, but and then more from promoting a race is when people come up to you and they try to tell you how to, whether it's run your race or do your job or whatever, and they give you their point of view and their point of view only benefits them. But mainly from like running a race, people are like, you should have done it this way. Why? Because it just benefits you. Well, it would have made it for an easier day for us. All right, get fucked. That was the whole point of my more practice thing. (laughs) Benefited me. But yeah, it's like it comes down to like, you know, organizing your classes or doing your race order and like all this. It was actually pretty easy to blame race ready. Why is your your race order the way it is? I don't know. Race ready came up with it. It automatically does it for us. You want like send him an email. I don't know what you want me to do. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's just that's that's one of the things I guess it's. It's relevant to everything, but yeah, when you promote a race, it's like everybody comes out with the woodwork with an opinion or an excuse, and it's just, it gets freaking old. I hate to tell you this, but you're over 30 seconds, so invalid. I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Gage, what'd you learn? I learned that uh, Scotty's got three kids. Donnie, what'd you learn? That uh, Drew should be going over to... uh, Montana and do some hill climbs over there. It's got about <laughs> 54 of them, they said. So Something like that. Yeah, Drew could get some more money. Yeah. Buy that 250F. Yeah. Good. Put those extensions on and he's going to be going. Yeah. Will not do a hair scramble, though. Yeah, I, I heard that. I'm like, that's crazy because those are one of the funnest races you can He see. reiterated today. You what, should have hammered him on that today. Like, get on him. Like, yeah, he won't do doing. it. So much fun. Have you done one, Chris? Yeah. Good time. It's a lot of alone time with yourself and your misery. <laughs> like, should I pace myself or should I keep going? Yep. Yeah. That was crazy. Um, I came around that Sturgis one. I'm like, there's got to be like two hours. A lot of thoughts in his head. Yeah. I was thinking, Talking to I was thinking a lot. The voices start coming. And I'm like, there's got to be about 20 minutes left in this bitch. And then went around and they're like kind of long laps. They're like at least 10 minute laps. I come around again and she's like, halfway done. I'm like, no way. And then, freaking, we're so stupid. The day before, Dusty and I went out and had a freaking hammer session out at Mike's, you know? Yeah. And I, I had, like, nasty blisters on my palms. And then, so the next day, the one popped. And I'm like, this is the hair scramble day. I'm like, I got to tape it up or something. Well, so the only thing I had is some toilet paper in my truck and some electrical tape. So I'm like, perfect. Taped it up. Well, electrical tape is really slippery yeah. when it's on bars, but it was... Too late. Already in the hair scramble. So two hours of risk. Uh, risk racing makes these little th- things you can slip over your hands. I got them real cheap. I don't remember where, but I bought them. They work great for hair scrambles. For hair scrambles? Yeah. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yep. 
keep the blisters you have away. To flag that on your little. Yeah, and keep that flag. <laughs> They're fun, dude. You just talk to yourself a lot, though. You should try out that lead one. What more enduroy? Oh yeah. I like that one. Gage has done that one. That yeah, that one's fun. That one's fun. On a good Steel traction oil. day. Not a, not a dusty day. Yeah. <laughs> this year would have been good. They yeah. had a lot of moisture in there right yeah. before. But. Next time, though, I'm moving clickers. Yeah, I go pretty much almost all the way soft. I didn't I didn't touch mine. and yeah, Within got... 15 minutes, instant regurts. <laughs> I'm like... Back it out. Seven I'm to like, ten this clicks. This freaking sucks. Yeah. Seven to ten clicks when you currently run. Back it up. Jesus. That's like the Sturgis hair scramble, you could just a couple, probably. Or at least that's what I would do. But like the anything woods related, pretty much all the way out is what I yeah. generally do. Yeah. Because motocross is so stiff compared to yep. like you're at a beta or you know, the old gas gases or what's that new one? Uh that Sherco. Sherco and then the one that is gas gas, the old gas gas company, the Ru- Rucon or Ru- uh, Rehu, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, you know, you compare a motocross bike to those, and it's not the same. They're purpose built. Yeah, you do not jump those bikes. <laughs> 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 but you can run over a log real easy. You can. We got. We got to get Drew to do one. Yeah. yeah. Here's Drew's problem. I heard a uh, Beta is coming out with a motocross bike. Yes. They're supposed yep. to have a team. Four stroke next year. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. A race team. Yeah. Here's Drew's problem. Um. And I hate to roast him while he's not here, but I don't care. We've have yet to steer Drew wrong. Yeah. Drew bumped a pro class. Perfect, right? Drew, eat some freaking pizza. Loves it. <laughs> Drew, you're gonna want a four stroke. Buys a 350, hates his two stroke. Like, we have yet to steer Drew wrong. Drew, Gage told him, do the verticross. Wins it. First year he's ever done it. We have yet to steer him wrong, and he still I, won't listen. I told him, said, go up to Billings and do that two-stroke class. You'd like it. Yeah. Yep. He ends up winning 500 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I mean. We have yet to give him bad advice, and he still won't listen. Yeah, Drew, I think you need to start listening to these guys. Thank you. <laughs> Scotty, what would you learn? I learned that Dusty's a bad dude on a gas gas. Dude. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, that was different. I'm excited a, for tomorrow. That was different. Hopefully he's still vibing tomorrow yeah you did have some bush lattes in between there yeah. you give that guy a couple bush lattes after he's ridden for about a half hour he gets pretty flowy yep jeremy what'd you learn uh i learned that scott is originally from hawaii oh, get i did f- not know that Fuck, that was mine that was yours oh <laughs> yeah maybe come up with th- something real quick mine was worded a little better though mm. i was gonna say hawaii is where home is that's his homeland Mm-hmm. Oh, where his heart is. Yeah. Good job, Scotty. We're all about Scotty tonight. Yep. I learned Scotty lives in a bougie ass neighborhood in <laughs> Montana. <laughs> that is for sure. Everybody done? I think so. Sweet. Episode 30. Donovan, you. got anything? Good. I got to read these sponsors, bro. Oh. Remember, I'm trying to get a flamethrower? Oh, yeah, keep- flamethrower. Yeah. You guys, oh, else? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Sponsored by MX Connection. What's Flame, up? Flamethrower. <laughs> Gold Standard Cam Tree Flamethrower. Wasi Customs. Cobra Town. Torres Motorsports Flamethrower. Jonah <laughs> Kennedy Kelly Construction. Static Collective. 4GMX Indoor Motocross. I think we'll see everybody there tomorrow. You going tomorrow, Gage? You going yeah, to work? We'll be there at night. I might send Thomas during the day if anyone needs help so he can walk around. He likes talking to people. So. Yeah, he does. 
Deadwood Moda and Wide Open Brew. And photos by Amina. Gage, thanks for coming. You bet. Donnie, thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Scotty, thanks for making the drive and coming. Thank you for having me. I know you came here just for this, and there happens to be a race tomorrow. It's a good coincidence. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy, thank you for coming. Yeah. Good job on your race. Yeah. That's episode 30. I don't know when we're doing the next one. They got two weeks in a row, so spoiled. Spoiled brats. Um, Troy Berry on 31. Yeah, we should. Yeah, definitely. I think Troy would be good on 31. Try to set that up. Okay. Catch you guys later. Are you guys going to say bye? Bye. Cool. Later. (laughs)